Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live. Welcome to the program. The number, if you want to join the show, 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. You can bring up absolutely anything you want to discuss. And so you can join us online, of course, anytime you want. Lots of features uh, available on the site over at freetalklive.com. Unlike a lot of the talk show hosts out there, we don't charge you for archives and chat rooms and things like that. So head on over there at freetalklive.com. It's Ian and Chris here to start things out. Nobody should be joining us shortly. I believe he's trying to get a parking space uh, as we speak. Good luck. (laughs) Got some snow here in uh, recent nights. Been have kind of a, a light snow winter so far here in New Hampshire. Speaking of New Hampshire, uh, Chris, you and I spent a fair amount of time over at the State House testifying on bills and things like that. For uh, sure. I haven't spent as much time there in recent years, what with uh, all the other things that uh, vying for my attention with the Crypto 6 situation. But <laughs> I was able to get out there, and you've been able to, to get out there as well. Uh, this week, they did vote on a couple of interesting bills, probably more than a couple, but I just don't know what they all are. But two that uh, that I highlighted over at freekeen.com, one of them uh, is, I, I would say, a, a historic bill. It didn't pass, but... What it would do would would be to abolish the entire war on drugs. This was put forward. It kind of just came out of nowhere. There was there wasn't really any kind of fanfare around it. Uh, State Rep. Matt Santanastaso, who's kind of a friend of the show here on Free Talk Live, our uh, as we like to call him the Nightcap Rep, because uh, he came out to our nightcap parties that we did during the. Uh, the locked, so-called lockdowns, or the as they called it in New Hampshire, "stay at home 2.0," and so he came out there and you know hung out with us as we were violating the governor's orders, quote unquote orders. Anyway, good guy, 100% score on the New Hampshire Liberty Alliance uh, grading you know report card that they do every year for the state representatives. No one scored higher than him last year, so like really, he, he is the top. Yeah, there was. I don't huh. believe there's any other 100. percent I think it's uh, and it's unusual because normally there's like two or three of them that get get 100. percent I guess I shouldn't be too surprised given he hangs out with us, but <laughs> yeah. And nobody is here now. Welcome, nobody. Nobody's here. So we were just um, kind of getting into what happened at the state house this week with the bill to end the entire war on drugs. This wasn't some weak ass decrim bill that was just kind of going to nibble around the edges on marijuana or uh, psilocybin and those bills are in i mean there's other people who've who've introduced bills like that snibbling right in the middle but finally the whole thing you know <laughs> gonna take the whole thing down this would that's a big nibble this would literally strike from the new hampshire statutes the entirety of section 318b which is the controlled drug act nice so this if this were to have passed and it didn't and you don't expect things to pass the first time out. Mm. But if this were to have passed, it would have eliminated drug prohibition in New Hampshire overnight. Nice. And that would mean that, you know... Maybe- Not in New Hampshire, but by New Hampshire. The feds would still be... Uh- Coming true. in and doing what they want to do. Yeah, that's true. I mean, that, obviously, but hey, next- if if they want to do stupid stuff, let them pay for it. Yeah, you know, yeah. though, uh, nobody. Uh, it, that that may be true, but the feds tend to. Go after larger, more specific targets with more resources. Whereas yeah, the like state, a guy with one pound. 
Well, that you were a political target. That, that's a little bit of a different yeah. story yeah. there. But the point that I'm trying to make is simply that in terms of the number of people in prisons, there's way more people in prison at the state level than there is at the federal level. True. So, yeah. yeah. So the good news on it this, would be a huge improvement. Yeah, massive. It would be. Uh, and you know what? I figure for the first time out, considering this bill literally had no fanfare. There was, uh, as far as I know, zero media coverage of this particular bill. You would think that a, that a bill that proposed to eliminate the war on drugs would have at least gotten some kind of media coverage from, I don't know, the drug uh, decrim movement or whatever. Like, there's a large movement of people yeah. that want to want to legalize drugs out there. I have no idea. I don't think it got any kind of coverage. The prostitutes are too lazy to come out of their uh, their brothels. Maybe so. I mean, it just it was a shame because a lot of times, like even a decrim bill is going to get coverage yeah. in, uh, like let's say from cannabis culture or something like that. I mean, yeah. I'm not naming any names here, saying oh they did a bad job. But yeah. the fact is, it's probably more on us for not really putting it out there effectively. We didn't have any kind of. There was essentially no you, network of activism behind this bill. Yeah, yeah. Sadly. yeah. One of the things you definitely need to do if you want to get people to come out to stuff is you got to let them know. People yeah, don't yeah, pay attention. True. I mean, there's a lot of bills that get proposed, and most of us aren't going through every one of them and taking a look to see what might be of interest. Um, I'll tend to go to stuff that I hear about, but yeah, yeah. you know, there's a lot of other good stuff in there, and I, I, first of all, I wouldn't have time to make every bill anyway, but you know, it's one of these things where you know people don't know about it. You know, They're not going to talk about it. They're not going to write about it. They're not even going to know about it. We're forever right. covering things on the show that it's like, oh, I wish that was, I wish I'd known that was happening right. this week. I would have been there. Yeah, uh, I don't know how to, you know, solve that particular issue. Given that every, you know, so many people spend so much time on social media, it's not, to, it's not like people aren't connected uh, mm. with one another. But at the same time, maybe uh, the algorithms are not kind to us. Well, <laughs> I mean, you know, there are things that I like. There are some things you can do. You can ping people directly. You can yeah. you can send emails to people. Like for example, if you want if you want the media, if you want a you know some sort of drug uh, paper pa- paper or uh, I guess magazine to cover something, you might want to let them know that it's them. happening, yeah. right? So sending a sending a message to you know a reporter there or something like that or the or the you know, whoever it is, um, it probably would have helped. Um, but again, it's, you know, there's a lot of bills here in New Hampshire that are good bills that, you know, we, I certainly haven't had time to get to all of them. I think I got to a couple of them this year thus yeah. far. And you really um, can't expect the state reps themselves to do any of that footwork because they're busy enough just trying to, you know, tread water and figure out yeah. what to vote on and what not to vote on. So, I mean, I, I think, you know, we can accept some responsibility as the activists here for not getting the word out effectively enough about this. But that said, even with no fanfare, no media attention. I mean, this was so low impact as far as you know, people paying attention that the status didn't even bother testifying against it. Mm-hmm. The, the guy from the state police was in the room, but all he did was he just signed the blue paper that said he opposed it. He didn't even bother to speak to this. I mean, and the reps probably, have already heard everything he's going to say anyway, probably. Well, but yeah, he spoke on other things that day, so he yeah. didn't speak to this one. And that probably just says that they really, you know, they didn't think it had any chance of passing. Mm. Right. And, and it, probably of course, right. it didn't. It didn't. But it did get 70 votes out of nice. a house full of 400 reps. Now, of course, not all 400 were there. 
uh, for the vote, it was uh, 286 to 70. So there's, you know, 40 or 50 reps that, that weren't in the hall. You know, uh, the more curious day. thing uh, about that vote, I think you actually have brought it up already. Well, not on the show yet, but um, is is the fact that we didn't have more reps voting for it. Yeah, that was a sad part about this. Yeah, and know? I'm kind of curious as to what their reason, you know, what what would be, what is their explanation as to why they didn't vote? Did they just not? realize it was a good bill did they you know like what exactly what what exactly yeah, happened excuse. yeah was it yeah. mostly uh democrats or republicans that voted Split for it evenly it was actually 35 35 35 democrats nice. 35 republicans voted to kill the war on drugs nice. so i was really happy to see that that's that shows Couldn't it happened to a nicer war yeah it shows that it is a bipartisan issue clearly and uh i i you know i i'm encouraged by this because even though it's "Quote unquote," only seventy. You would need two hundred and one, roughly, to get this thing to pass. And you know, if all four hundred uh, state reps were there, so I mean, we're not quite halfway there, but we're getting there. I mean, seventy is a good starting point, I would say. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a lot more than you get in most states. Well, this bill would never even. Yeah. I mean, it would never even get out of a committee if you could even find someone to sponsor a bill like this in uh, in any state. It would never make it to a to a floor vote like this. And thankfully, we do have you know the kind of people on the the, the House floor who are going to call for things like a roll call vote. So we have every single state rep on the record. We know who voted for this, and we know who voted against it. And there's a shocking number of so-called A-plus rated reps who voted against this bill. Really? And uh, it's too bad. you know. And I suspect the answer to your question, Chris, would be that they would say that they didn't have the quote-unquote political capital because yeah. some of these guys are I've, up there. I've heard that before. Yeah, some of these guys are up there playing politics and they're trying to scratch other people's backs and you know they don't want to upset somebody and turning off the war on drugs would anger the police and that would anger the Republican establishment or whatever. So... That's probably what was going on. That's just my guess, but but that would be a question to ask some of these people. Let's go to the phones here. We got Ricky on the line in Pennsylvania. You're on Free Talk Live. Go ahead, Ricky. Thank you, there, brother Ian. Yes, Good evening, brother Chris. Well, you know, I gave a lot of thought. In nobody's it here I, too. I guess I'm nobody. <laughs> I should say, brother Chris. There's nobody there here as well. <laughs> that's, that's funny. There's three who hosts. There? There's three hosts in the studio. Yeah. Oh, who else is there? I'm sorry. Nobody's here. okay well if you want to rename remain anonymous that is your choice (laughs) nobody can blame me (laughs) all right ricky that's actually his name yeah i legally changed my name to nobody when i was running for governor but what's on your mind (laughs) well i mean this is something i did want to discuss and i'm glad ian's on i was debating if i was gonna do you listen to the show ricky i'm just curious are you one of those guys that just uh, calls in i haven't yet but i'm gonna call you up one night and get that number ever listened to this show <laughs> i have but not well, he's for listening to us years. now not for five years okay right okay, okay. so you well, just I'm decided gonna... you were going to just start calling again and you only listen when you're on hold basically right <laughs> basically okay. but that's what's interesting about this is it now since it came up last night i decided i'm going to talk about this after the disaster that did happen uh at the end, I didn't even realize it because Ari was still doing talking and talking and talking. And then I heard the outro music come on. I was like, what the hell's going on here? You know? And then the next thing I hear is I hear Bonnie talking to Aria, talking about how they use my first name, Ricky. 
Now, Ricky is becoming an annoying caller. <laughs> now, I'm like, what the hell did I do? I've had very little exposure to both of them, no less than together. You know, I think I only surprising. Usually they say, oh, Ricky, he's so fine. He's so fine. He blows my mind. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, but here's the thing. And you know what's funny about it? The irony about this whole thing, because after that, they started to discuss the stuff I was trying to bring up. (laughs) Not with me involved. No, I had nothing to do with it, but they were just discussing it, you know? So well, not everybody's going to like everybody else, Ricky. I mean, you're just you're never going to rub everybody the right way. That's just the reality of life. So what are you going to do? Well, I'm worried. I, I mean, you'd have to have more rubbing shot? hands. Should I give Ari another shot if she's hosting him? Uh, it's up to you, Ricky. I can't tell you what to do. Okay, well, I'll do that then. All right, but if <laughs> I may talk a little, can I talk a little about my topic? What What is your topic? The Norfolk Southern Railroad disaster. Okay, this is in uh, East Palestine, I believe they say, uh, in Ohio. This was where the train derailed. There was uh, some nasty chemicals uh, involved that they then proceeded to, was already uh, apparently on fire. They then proceeded to uh, explode them, I believe, and caused a bit of a nasty uh, cloud of chemicals rising into the air and then ultimately apparently into the creeks and rivers and farmlands. What's interesting about this, is it happened right on the line uh, by PA in Ohio. Mm-hmm. And what's interesting about that is, uh, like a week or so ago, the EPA came out, and they, they said, you know what, you have human rights violations, you have safety re- violations, all this other stuff, you're going to pay everything. And Southern Norfolk Southern said nothing, but something interesting happened. And this is why it's pertinent. On tu- this past Tuesday, Governor Shapiro, our governor, who's just new governor this year, just came in in January, who was previously attorney general, what he did is he gave gave a criminal referral to the attorney general of Pennsylvania. And by Wednesday afternoon, I listened to these people, and here comes Norfolk Southern Railroad. Oh, you know what? We admit it. Yeah, we're behind times in our safety regulations, and we're going to pay every penny and all this other stuff, you know? Hmm. And I thought that was really something, you know? And I'm just, I'm just glad. Pay every penny to the government, though. It's not going to do anything to the poor bastards who are going to lose their, uh, their livelihoods because their farmland oh, yeah, just got, got ruined. Worse. Huh? Well, what happened is this has got much worse because there's people that have their property destroyed. I heard one guy talking. He says, I'm just going to sell my house. I'm screwed. <laughs> Good luck <laughs> selling know? it. Yeah, I mean, much. who's gonna buy? Who's gonna want to buy a house in East Palestine right now? The insurance companies. Uh, I, <laughs> They're I, gonna be I, buying I, a lot of houses. You think so? I wouldn't act of God. Uh, essentially, it could. does God drive trains? Hmm. <laughs> yeah, I wonder if insurance would cover this. Yeah, I don't. Think, I, was an act I of think God. they would have a very hard time calling it an act of yeah, God. Yeah, that's not an act of God. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I well, guess the one thing I think that really is needed because I'm, you know, there's way too many of these damn investigations going on at the federal level and stuff. Now, they already did a preliminary investigation, but this company's all bad. I mean, the one thing that they were noted for doing is spending a lot of money in Ohio and then areas surrounding it on politicians for one thing to get rid of uh, federal regulations. Now, the interesting thing is Trump's name came up. Because that's exactly what he did. 
be removed. Well, right federal here, regulations like, didn't do anything to prevent this, and the rail industry is well, you know, you know, highly regulated. Actually, actually, it may have, Ian, because what actually happened to this train is the wheel bearings uh, in the train reached a, a very high temperature. There was 100 or so degrees above what could, would consider a safe level. That's mm-hmm. why the thing caught on fire. And then the staff was cut down in half. You know, now there's big questions of what happened. Why well, they there's something like 1,800 train derailments every year in the United States, according to what I've read. And so this isn't unusual. These things happen all the time. Uh, and, well, you know, that's despite the, the fact that there's federal regulations in place. Well, I mean, when it came down federal to regulations. And, the, and they weren't following any of this Apparently stuff, there's but... not enough for Ricky. He thinks that more <laughs> laws is somehow going to solve these problems. Thanks for the call tonight, Ricky. I, I appreciate it. Uh, the number here is 603-283-6160. I mean, we've discussed it before. The, you know, the fact is regulations are essentially just protectionism for people who are in an existing business. A lot of times they're written by the very people uh, that they are purporting to regulate. Uh, we've got a million laws and we needed a million and one. Mm-hmm. You know what it does? Uh, what regulation usually does is it, it's intended to stifle the competition. Right. So you end up with, you may not end up with a monopoly or even a duopoly, but whoever the industry established players are after a new industry begins, in the early days they don't want the regulation because it'll stifle themselves. Mm-hmm. But down the road they start to actually push for regulation because it will keep out other competitors that want to enter their market right. that they've established. New innovators, people yeah. that might bring some fresh ideas to the table or possibly completely change the face of the industry. Of course, a great example is uh, Uber and Lyft or these companies that oh, I, for sure. by no means am I a big fan of, but mm-hmm. they certainly did bring some innovation to the the business of moving people from, from place to place. I'm still waiting for the truly decentralized Uber Lyft yeah, I, there was That'd a, be a good name for it called Uberlift. There was a proposal <laughs> years ago by a free stater who subsequently ended up leaving uh, New Hampshire, and I think he's still working on it. I don't know if it's decentralized or anything like that. Uh, I know Cell 411 used to have an option for mm. rideshare that was removed, I believe, from any upcoming versions. So it just yeah. never really took off, unfortunately. And maybe someday I wouldn't that can say come back. any upcoming versions. It's not. It's not in there now. That's what but, I mean. The upcoming one. But the ones I'm, that are yeah. imminent. Yeah, I guess, the, is what I mean. Most the most imminent ones. But uh, it could come back. At some yeah. Point. I I'm hoping that that eventually we'll end up with an architecture that has. Uh, uh, it, like an infrastructure with a number of different apps running on it. That would be really Hopefully, cool. one day. <laughs> uh, and, and I think we're going to have some some news about Cell 411 coming sooner rather than later. Uh, you've, you've kind of changed your development, I don't know if you want to call it approach or whatever um, in this Yeah, in this I would case. say it's a, it's a different approach. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just uh, I'm going to try to get... Uh, you know, more frequent, smaller releases out instead of, you know, waiting waiting for the big one. Yeah. All right. That makes sense. And we'll keep our listeners up to date on that. For those that don't know, Cell 411 is an emergency alerts app. Uh, whether it's actually available right now or not, I don't know, because apparently Google <laughs> wants us to jump through some stupid hoops. Uh, we have to fill out paperwork, and we filled the paperwork out yesterday, and they rejected it. And so of course now we got to fill it out again or appeal the decision. So there's... There's bureaucratic hoop jumping going on, but now that it's an open source project, we should be able to get it on F-Droid. Yeah, I was uh, just about well. to say, I mean, have you looked at F-Droid? Because uh, mm-hmm. I, I might even just skip over Google. It's like, if people want to install the app, go for it. But 
Tell them it's on F-Droid yeah. instead of well, on Google Play. I mean, it's not like it's hard to install Google Play. I mean, F-Droid. <laughs> yeah, what we've got on, on Google is, is installed base, but basically mm -hmm. anything they do that causes us to lose that installed base yeah. uh and you know the 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 new version the cadillac which is uh still waiting in the in the wings the much newer version uh does it's completely degoogled um i wonder if that's why they're trying to keep it out well they won't know about that about I, the degoogled part <laughs> i don't think they would know that yeah, well, I don't know. Amazon probably knows what I'm up to. They yeah. <laughs> they own yeah. some of the servers I work on. In other news, uh, here in New Hampshire, so we mentioned the 70 state reps that voted to end the entire war on drugs. Unfortunately, we would have needed 201 of them. So again, that one's not going to happen quite yet. But uh, I bet you we're going to take another crack at that in a couple more years. Essentially, you can only crack do that. one bill. Uh, that of the exact same wording is uh, and i don't know if it's the same subject or the same wording or what the rules are on that but essentially because this bill was introduced this year it can't come in again next year it has to wait until the next session which would be a couple of years from now but i suspect this is going to come back again because this is what we need we need these principled pieces of legislation to get a conversation started and, you know, find out who's already on board with this. Now we have a list of 70 state reps that said, yeah, let's end the entire war on drugs. We'll figure out the details later. Slash that uh, that law off the books. Yeah. So I, I think it's great news. Yeah, I mean, one, one thing I can say is we, we're not lacking in good bills. Um, we definitely That's have true. some pretty solid bills that have been proposed this year. So. Uh, there was another one that came up today, or I'm sorry, yesterday. Jason Gerhard, who is uh, a, a brand new state rep, uh, he just he's fresh out of federal prison. He spent 12 years behind bars for standing up with the uh, the Brown family, Ed and Elaine Brown, back in 2006. These were tax freedom advocates who were targeted by the IRS, targeted by the federal government. Uh, they kind of hold up in their house for several months. I feel like it was six to nine months. Before the feds finally sent in a long time, shockingly, yeah, long they time. sent in an undercover agent dressed as a pizza dude, mm. and uh, that's how they ended up arresting them. But Jason Gerhard was there on the property as well. He had come in from New York and was just kind of there helping him and and backing him up. And of course, they you know rounded him up and charged him with a bunch of victimless crimes. That's that why was he sent my first uh, my first visit to New Hampshire was Porkfest, the year that that was going on. Oh, yeah. And it was so strange because I was chilling with this uh, gay prostitute from San Francisco named Starchild. <laughs> yep. And, and we're, we're hanging out with all these crazy right-wing guys, and, and it's just like nobody cares. We all just want to be free. Yeah, it's a beautiful <laughs> thing. So he filed a bill. He's not done with the IRS, even though he spent 12 years in prison. He was going after the IRS with this bill, and we'll tell you what it was supposed to do coming up here. It's Free Talk Live. On Free Talk Live, we're bringing people to the ideas of liberty every day. From wrestling superstars like Glenn Jacobs. You guys really are having an impact, I believe. Like I said, uh, a lot of where I am now is due to listening to Free Talk Live. You changed my mind on some very important issues years ago. To random people tuning in on the radio. I was kind of stuck in the left-right paradigm. I heard your show by chance on a Saturday night. From there, I went on, joined the Free State Project, and become an amplifier. So, I mean, that's really the reason why I amp is uh, because I know that if it wasn't for you guys being on as many stations as you are, I never would have found the ideas of liberty. 
You can help more people hear the message of liberty by joining Free Talk Live's AMPS program on Patreon for as little as $5 a month. And you'll get access to special perks. Visit amps.freetalklive.com, amps.freetalklive.com. Talk live. You can join the show here. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. You can join us online. Just head over to freetalklive.com and enjoy the features that we have there. Once again, that's freetalklive.com. If you appreciate the work that we do here, uh, then you can back us up as one of our supporters. The AMPS program, like Alex Weed has done, who's a platinum-level supporter of free talk live thank you alex for that we definitely appreciate the support uh, we only ask for five bucks a month alex is doing 25 so thank you uh, for going above and beyond mm-hmm. but if you want to help us advertise market promote or and support free talk live you can go to amps.freetalklive.com you can get signed up there and it is our patreon you can use your debit card credit card your paypal account it makes a big difference for us because right now uh we're counting on listener uh, direct listener support we have no actual uh, paid advertisements on this show at this time and i'd be fine if we never did again mm-hmm. if we can get enough people to back us up so thank you to alex for doing that at amps.freetalklive.com that's amps.freetalklive.com we're talking about some of the interesting bills that either did or did not end up getting passed here in new hampshire this year some of them have uh, but i'm focusing on a couple that uh, that the full house hearings just happened recently and the way it works here in new hampshire one of the reasons why New Hampshire was chosen as the destination for the Free State Project is that the legislature here is particularly accessible. These are individuals who they're not professional attorneys. They're not, you know, most of them. Uh, they're just average people. There's 400 state representatives. There's $100 a year that they get paid, plus a, a gas stipend, uh, to do this job. So it's basically a volu- it's everything but a volunteer position. Uh, enough gas to drive across New Hampshire ain't much. No, it's not. <laughs> and so anyway, these guys are not professional legislators. These are a lot of these people are some of them are retired, probably the bulk of them. There's a lot of white hairs in there, but a lot of them are business owners or retired business owners. Some of them are actually young, maybe still in college, that kind of thing. Um, but they are they're there to actually do something they think is going to help. Right. Whether the, whether we agree with what they're doing or not, they're really not there as like professionals who are going to make a career out of this because you can't. Yeah. There's there's no money in it. 400 reps for a, a state with only uh, 1.2, 1.3 million people. Yeah. That's a lot of reps. That's the most in the nation, I believe. It is. It is. And they, I believe, are the lowest paid in the whole country as really? well. I think so. I know New Mexico pays pretty low as well because mm-hmm. there is also a part-time legislature there but i think it's still a little higher than uh than new hampshire's pay so these guys are, are particularly accessible you can call them up you can talk to them on the phone like they don't have a secretary there's not a gatekeeper who is standing between you and them you can actually have a conversation with these people and and possibly change their opinion about something when when you said they don't have a secretary it reminded me in tone of the uh 
the old, I think it was Chris Farley thing. I don't have a toothbrush. <laughs> I don't know if I've seen that one. Oh, old Saturday Night Live. Ah, okay. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, the way it works here is every bill that gets submitted gets a public hearing. That's just the rule in New Hampshire. I hope that never gets changed because it's really good, meaning that there's not a political approval process for bills that get submitted. There's no way that some higher up in the Democrat or Republican Party can stop a bill from moving forward. Uh It's going to get a vote. It's going to get a public hearing. You're going to have a chance to be heard about this, whether they take you seriously or not, whether they take the bill seriously or (laughs) not, obviously is up to them. But any bill that gets put forward, no matter how Looney Tunes it might appear, there's going to be a public hearing for it. And that's the reason why we were able to get a public hearing on independence last year. And that's the reason why there was a public hearing on ending the entire war on drugs this year, even though only Bonnie and I showed up. I I can definitely attest to there being some crazy bills that get proposed that will never pass. Yeah, Uh, that's okay. Dick Dick Marple, I was I was at one bill. I don't even remember what the bill was, but he didn't even show up to his own bill. It was Uh, it was pretty funny, but it was a good. I mean, it was actually kind of a good bill. I remember. I just it just didn't have a chance of passing. They they have crazy bills everywhere, though. I remember in Ohio years ago reading about uh, they they were going to have to tear down a bridge. And rebuild it mm. because uh, they people wanted to pass taller ships under it, and one of the reps uh, there proposed dredging the river. Oh wow! To lower Doesn't the river water, way. so they didn't have to replace <laughs> the bridge. <laughs> so that's you, not how physics works. In right. case you're you know unaware, yeah, un- <laughs> unusual bills in a lot of places are just going to get shut down, like in Texas, where the state reps or one state rep, put forward a bill that would, it would have allowed the people to, it it was like a really weak kind of secession (laughs) bill. It would have allowed like the state reps to kind of investigate, considering, beginning to look at, thinking about uh, seceding, right? Like it wasn't an actual vote on secession or independence, which is what New Hampshire's bill would have allowed if it had passed. Uh, But this bill didn't even make it out of committee, right? Like it didn't get a full house vote. It just got killed. There was never even a public hearing for the bill in Texas. In New Hampshire, there was a public hearing. We packed. This was a good turnout. Like well, the word got out about the secession bill, the independence. And, yeah, yeah, the independence. That was bill. that was amazing. I've never seen a uh, room as packed as that one. Other than I, I think maybe one time there was a lead bill for like you know think of the children kind of bill. Um, but other well, the, than that, the marijuana bills will routinely pack a room. I mean, there's certain types of bills. Gun bills will will pack. A I'm room. sure. I'm sure. Uh, I've just maybe never. You just haven't seen I it. just haven't seen it. Yeah. yeah I, mean, all, I wouldn't always. go generally to a gun bill or you know that kind of a bill because it's that's going to pass. I mean, that's going to be it, it's going to be in favor of guns. So in New Hampshire, so I don't generally, but that's because there's a ton of people that come out. Right. And, and, right. And they literally they have to move that to the full reps hall because so many people tend to come out to those things. So. Uh, anyway, my point is that this is a particularly accessible legislature. Every bill that gets proposed gets a public hearing. Every bill can go to the House floor, and all it takes is a certain number of reps. Now, this is one negative thing that's happened this year, is they increase the number of reps from 1 to 10 to pull a bill off of what they call a consent calendar and force it onto the House floor for a full vote by the, by the state house. So it used to just be one rep. That was able to do this. And so for listeners that don't know, consent calendar is where the uh, so every bill gets this committee hearing. The committee decides they vote on the bill. Let's say it's like almost unanimous. Kill the bill. 
So they put it on the consent calendar because the idea is if the committee feels the same, like if all the Republicans and Democrats on the committee feel the same way on a bill to kill the thing, there's almost no chance it's going to pass the, the House. So the idea is you put it on the consent calendar, and that just means we're going to add a bunch of bills to this one sheet, and then we're going to vote on it all at once. So there might be 20 or 30 bills or whatever that are on the consent calendar for one hearing. And when that comes up, unless some rep pulls a bill off the consent calendar for a full floor debate, all of those bills either get passed or not passed all in one fell swoop. So it's it's for efficiency. That way they don't have to have a debate on every single bill. But basically what happened with uh, with these two bills we're talking about tonight, the drug war ending the drug war bill and the uh, the IRS bill that we're about to tell you about, these were pulled from that, that consent calendar. So there had to be 10 reps instead of just one. Cause, well, oh. It's kind of amazing that there is no law so trivial that the police won't kill you over it, but there's lots of laws that are too trivial for the, for the legislature to bother debating them. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you can understand why, like, if there's such a terrible bill that it's just never going to go anywhere, you can understand why they wouldn't want to debate it. Well, mm-hmm. that's the idea is if there's if it's worth having a discussion, then the state rep should stand up and say, I want to have my bill debated here on the, the House floor. I was I was thinking more like the other side of it when where the bill is so horrible, they have to pass it and they have to pass it right now before somebody reads it like the yeah. one point seven trillion dollar spending package on the federal level i don't think you can do that in new hampshire i don't think you can just throw a no, bill we couldn't in. get the credit oh uh <laughs> they, they did for something and they're not supposed to be able to do it and no, I what it they was can now. have like an emergency session that they can call they can call together like the um the, the governor and the state house can call a special session of the state house to t- do some sort of emergency Don't thing. Do you guys remember do it, they did something in the spending bill like last year where they added a bill or or something to it? Well, the spending bill has a lot of negotiations surrounding what's going to be in it and what's not going to be in it. So yeah, there could have been some sort of last minute changes uh, to that. Okay. There may be some shenanigans with that, but generally uh, those things aren't going without oversight. There's there's no like midnight, okay fair enough. There's no midnight meetings in New Hampshire of state reps sneakily passing things. It just doesn't happen. Yeah, they couldn't get anything to eat. Indeed, the kitchen <laughs> would be closed. So uh, so anyway, my what I was telling you is one of the bad things that happened this year was the consent calendar to remove a bill from it used to just take one rep. So the the same rep who who put the bill forward could have very well been the the rep that stands up and says, I demand a full vote. Right. So they increased that to 10. And so what ended up happening was there was a group of state reps who normally would not get along with one another who formed like a caucus to say, we, these 10 reps are going to stand up anytime somebody wants to take a bill off of the consent calendar. They all stand oh, up together. Republicans and Democrats, who normally some of them don't get along. One mm. of them is horrible Horrigan, who hates free staters, but he's one of them because they mm. value the idea of being able to pull something off the consent calendar. So the whole approach of trying to increase it from 1 to 10 basically fell flat because there's at least 10 who are always going to stand up. Uh, anytime somebody wants it that's off the counter. That's great. So, mm-hmm. so I think that's a really cool thing uh, to, to see that happen. They call it, it's, it's the, uh, there's always that one guy caucus. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so that's happened, and that's uh, why Jason Gerhard was able to get his bill uh, pulled off the consent calendar to... Oh, nice. This, this is the, uh, what he, this, I don't know if you call this a bill, it's a resolution, 
So, you know, like a bill normally becomes a law. This wouldn't become a law if it were to pass. This would just simply be the House of uh, New Hampshire making a statement. We're, we have a resolution and we resolve that blah, blah, blah. And so in this case, the resolution, and I'm not going to read the whole thing. It's, it's actually relatively short, but usually these resolutions, they always have like a whereas, blah, 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 whereas, blah, blah, blah. It sort of like sets up the actual statement that they want to make. And so the, the whereas is in regards to the IRS, the Internal Revenue Service, the federal level. He wanted to ask the IRS four questions that he wants the IRS to answer. And, of course, the average person who sends the IRS these questions is not going to get an answer. They're just not going to answer your questions. So the idea that he had, I think, was let's make it so the state house is officially sending a communication to the IRS asking these questions that he's always wanted to get an answer to about taxes. And then maybe, maybe there's a chance that they're going to either answer it or reject (laughs) the entire state legislature of New Hampshire. More likely the IRS is going to come and take their $100 back. Could very well be. (laughs) Uh, So here's the four questions he wants to have asked. One, where is the word income defined in the Internal Revenue Code? Seems like a pretty important question. And they... They certainly insist that people have income. So what's it actually mean? Apparently, according to these folks, it's not actually defined. They don't actually have a definition. And normally when it comes to legalese, they're all about their definitions. They're all about taking English words and redefining them to mean different things. Second question, where in the Internal Revenue Code is it written that the average American who does not exercise a federal privilege but simply trades their time for money is liable to pay the federal income tax. Question three. Why have numerous IRS... This is reminding me of uh, Aaron Russo. It, yeah. The whole America freedom to fascism thing. The old documentary in film. 2008. Yeah, where he had former IRS agents come out and speak publicly to say that, you know, this whole thing's a, a sham, essentially. Mm. Uh, why have numerous IRS publications, directors, and members of the U.S. Congress, among others, stated that the income tax is voluntary? Again, would love to have that question answered. Because it certainly doesn't is, seem voluntary. Is the prison, if you, if you don't do it, voluntary also? Yeah, I mean, I've got four uh, charges that they convicted me of uh, in a court two months ago that are quote-unquote tax evasion. Mm-hmm. So they're certainly not acting like it's uh, it's voluntary, but yet they say in some of their publications that it is. Number four, the final question of uh, of that uh, that he wanted to ask the IRS: that signed copies of this resolution be transmitted by the House Clerk. Uh, I guess this isn't a question uh, to the Commissioner of the Internal Revenue, to the U.S. Secretary of the Treasury, and to each member of the New Hampshire congressional delegation. So that's what this would have done. Uh, this uh, did not pass, but sixty of the state reps voted for it. And even a few Democrats actually voted for that's, this. That's not well. bad. I mean, it comes off as kind of crazy, you know. Um, and for something that comes off as kind of crazy, you kind of would expect to, to get see, that many people. Yeah, you wouldn't yeah. Even see, expect to see that number of uh, people voting in favor of it. Well, I mean, when you think about it, though, our idea of what's crazy is crazy. You know, the <laughs> they're, they're throwing people in, in prison for yeah. smoking weed. Yeah. And, and that doesn't even seem crazy because they've been doing it a long time. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's... Um, to most people, it doesn't seem crazy. Yeah, I mean, it. it you know, uh, there's, you know, there are crazy people out there, but not every person who, say, objects to taxes is crazy. 
Uh, it's, it's like it's a perfectly good defense of you know, the neighbors out barking at the moon. It's like, oh, yeah, he's been doing that for years. <laughs> <laughs> so I just, you know, those were a couple things that happened in the last uh, couple days. If you want to see the full vo- uh, video footage of the state house discussing these things, they're not particularly lengthy. Like there wasn't a bunch of argumentation or anything on this. It's just, you know, Jason Gerhard gets up and makes his points and then some statist gets up and says, Oh, well, yeah, but they passed the 16th amendment. So the IRS is completely legitimate and we should just not, you know, we need to butt out, uh, essentially. And unfortunately the house went along with that guy, at least so far. So this is one of the reasons why we need more freedom loving people to come here to New Hampshire to get active uh, in the community, to run for office, and try to change the tide on this. What was your favorite thing in that hearing? I, well, hearing uh, I think speech. you could, yeah, I don't know, house debate, house floor discussion. Yeah, house floor discussion. What What do you? Th- what was your favorite you? part? What, did you guys have a favorite part? I had a favorite part. Well, I, I'm guessing your favorite part was where Jason said taxation is theft to the, uh, to the fat lady that hates free staters. Oh, yeah. Did she say... <laughs> Did she what? Did she sing? No, they won. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wow. Uh, but we're waiting for her to sing. No, there's a woman who spoke, and I can I might just be able to pull that section of this up. Uh, there's a woman who spoke at the anti-free state rally that happened here in Keene. Mm. She's a very heavy set person. I don't know in what Soviet in Soviet America government protest you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, in in an in an America. You know, you don't get this happening anywhere else outside of New uh, New Hampshire. In New Hampshire, people protest the free staters and the libertarians here because we actually are making a difference. You know, they're not they're not doing anti-libertarian protests anywhere else except no. for yeah. New Hampshire. I mean, what would be the point? I mean, some of the libertarian protests are anti-other libertarians, but other than that, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So this lady gets up. And she speaks against this, I presume. Let me see what she's... Oh, she's going to ask a question. So after Gerhard gives his uh, speech about why people should support this bill, this lady gets up Thank you, response. Mr. Speaker, and thank you so much for taking my question. Are you aware that under the Republican president, General, uh, former General Eisenhower, the marginal tax rate in this country was 92%? I would argue that... Taxation is theft. <laughs> That's so great. I mean, can you imagine doing that in court? Yeah, you've been brought here. You're, you're accused of theft. Well, I used to steal more. <laughs> right? <laughs> I'm trying to cut down. <laughs> I mean, I think this is a perfect representation of what it's like to be in New Hampshire. Um, it's you know, it's it's people like Jason Gearhart getting up there. Mm-hmm. These are our actual state reps yep. saying that. Jason Gearhart, and he wasn't the only that. one. There's, right. There's a clip floating around uh, today on social media showing, I believe, multiple state reps saying on the same day. Taxation is theft. I didn't know that yeah. was the same day. I thought that was cut from different no, videos. That's this yeah. Same day. Interesting. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it just makes it. It just makes it all the more impressive what we've accomplished in New Hampshire, so or what we're accomplishing to, in New Hampshire. To hear somebody tell tell the truth when they're actually in office, it's like right? yeah. normally you have to wait till wait to hear Rand Paul for that to happen. Yeah, but not in New Hampshire. We we hear this kind of stuff all the time, and it's just getting better every day. I mean, has Rand Paul ever said taxation is theft at the federal level? Um, I'm sure he has. Whether he said it on camera, I don't know. So here's the clip that the Free State Project is sharing, because apparently some uh, statist 
I don't know who he is. Another state again. There's 400 of these reps. Uh, another one got up and c- complained about <laughs> what some of the state reps were saying regarding taxation is theft. So here's what he had to say. False to us. It denigrates each and every one of us and the Constitution that we swore pr- to protect when someone calls us thieves by saying that taxation is theft. Maybe I should go 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 to his house and try and sell him some insurance, and if he says no, tell him I'm going to burn his house down and <laughs> see if he thinks that's theft. That would be extortion, but yes. That's that would they, be extortion, which is a form of theft. So that's, uh, that's some guy complaining about it, and then there's a longer clip that shows multiple reps apparently uh, saying taxation is theft. Here is another rep, Tom Mannion, another first-timer, uh, fr- I believe free stater as well. The Inflation Reduction Act added positions That's really quiet, so probably not going to be able to play this one. But anyway, he's, he did say it, and Alu is on the line. He posted, actually, this video, so good timing, Alu, Ooh, from nice. uh, the Liberty Block at libertyblock.com. What's up? I have been summoned. I Welcome. made that clip of Tom Mannion and Jason Gerhard and the third person saying taxation to staff. Unfortunately, I was screen capturing, and the volume was not high enough. And uh. I apologize, but Next time I'll be louder. Um, yeah, so it was three of them. And by the way, the third one, in addition to Jason Gerhard and Tom Mannion, two more first-time Free Stater New Hampshire reps here, the third one was our friend Michael Moffat, who we saw last year by CACR 32. He was the vice chair of the State Federal Relations Committee, and he was not supporting independence. He's a pretty middle-of-the-road Republican. Yeah, I was going to say, didn't he? Uh, wasn't he the guy who spoke against the Jason Gerhard's bill to send questions to the IRS? I'm not sure. I, um, I didn't did. see that part, I don't think. But what's interesting is that he said taxation is theft, apparently right after that Democrat cried about how they don't like being called thieves, even though it's true. And he was talking about the interesting bill that the uh, CACR or resolution that the Democrats were putting forward that failed that would have called for D.C. statehood. Um, now, I probably more agree on that because they are taxed without being represented in Congress, really. Uh, but he mentioned representation and taxation. And he was speaking against the bill. And he said, you know, they are taxed without being represented, and taxation is theft. Um, but still, I don't really agree with them being a state. Fifty is such Very a nice round numbers. On maybe we should work it out with G- with DC that they can take our spot. Yeah, I was exactly. going to say let's do an exchange. <laughs> that here. way they can keep the that forever. Right, keep the flag the same. They don't have to remove the star, and just it'd be an easy trade. But here's the thing with this guy uh, that you mentioned. It just goes to show that some of these state reps who are saying taxation is theft at the same time, don't actually have the principle to really understand what's coming out of their mouths. I mean, this Moffat guy that you mentioned, I'm pretty sure he's the same guy that talked against Jason. He got up and defended the IRS in uh, the statement. You can see the video. I put it up on freekeen.com. I'm not going to play the whole thing here, but I, I'm looking at the roll call here, and he didn't He didn't vote for it. He didn't vote to simply send three questions uh, to the IRS about whether or not Taxes are voluntary and the the definition of income. So, you know, some of these guys, they're just pandering, I think, when they I mean, it's fine. It's great that they're saying it. It certainly doesn't hurt to have more people saying taxation is theft. But at the same time, you know, he's voting to continue uh, supporting the IRS. It's it's better to have them pandering to the people who are right instead of the people who are wrong. Exactly. Sorry, what's that all? The people, the reps who are not libertarians, like Gerhard and Mannion, we expect, but You've had mm-hmm. multiple people, Janine Nodder, who has been a House floor leader and, and uh, whip in the House, like a majority whip. These people who are pretty mainstream Republicans have said taxation is theft 
in the House. It's not even just the crazy libertarians. So, like, not only are we the only state where we have, you know, dozens of libertarians in the House saying it, we're such a libertarian state that even, like, the average Republican, yeah. Nader, a bunch of others, Kim Rice in leadership, have said it. Yeah, you know, I say this all the time that, mm-hmm. you know, the state leans, you know, it's a lean libertarian before free staters moved to the state. Sure, that's one of the um, reasons why it was chosen. <laughs> right. So we're already at, we were ahead before we started. We just want to push it over. Right. <laughs> it's already leaning. Alu, uh, since we've got you on the line, obviously you follow things at the state house pretty closely. Are there, uh, I mean, we, we've highlighted a couple of really principled bills tonight that unfortunately didn't pass. Uh, are there any success stories that, you know, you want to share f- with our listeners tonight that you've been keeping your eyes on so far? I'm not keeping track of everything super well. I have a spreadsheet with a little over 100 bills. Um, a few decent ones have passed, but the other day the attendance was a big issue. Yeah, when you say attendance, uh, there's a, it's a pretty even split right now in the state house. So if, if only a handful of people don't show up, it could give the other side... Uh, the advantage. But hey, thanks, Alu, uh, for the call tonight, man. I appreciate it. The number here is 603-283-6160. We got hour number two on the way, and uh, national divorce is in the news. Free Talk Live. Hey, it's Free Talk Live. Phones are open. You can join us. The number here is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. As we kick off the second hour of the program in the studio with you tonight, it is Ian. Nobody. And Chris. And you can join us online anytime you want. Just head over to freetalklive.com and enjoy the features that we have waiting for you there. It is freetalklive.com as uh, we continue. Last night, uh, we kind of, I don't know, just barely scratched the surface of a topic that I did want to dig into a little bit deeper, which is this new phenomena of people on a national level talking about national divorce, the idea of national divorce. It's about time. It is. It is. Now, uh, I do echo the concerns that I think Bob Murphy, the uh, libertarian economist, has that national divorce is a less than perfect terminology because it is creating in people's minds the idea that the only way out is to split into red and blue states. It's like, no, no, I think those of us that actually support independence want to have a much wider view of this, which is to say that there should be 50 different states or at the very least there should be a bunch of different, you know, federations of states that that come out of this thing because the United States federal government is not going to last forever. It is going to fall at some point. All empires do. And this is absolutely an empire. Yep. I mean, there's just no doubt about it. It does it, it checks off all the boxes that you would need to check off for for an empire. An extended military presence all around the planet. Uh the the culture, if you will, is kind of being whittled away uh, by the, the government's own education systems and things like that. Uh, the the spending is just completely out of control. The debt is over $30 trillion and is never going to go down. Uh, so, I mean, there's just so many examples of how this is not going to last forever. And if if the Roman Empire died of bread and circuses, how much longer can this one last? Because we have mm-hmm. more more bread and more circuses than uh, I think any other nation in history. Absolutely, and and to to the extent that we have the bread, 
people aren't starving, so that is yeah. why it lasts as long as it does, right? Like, there aren't people who are hungry yeah. in the United States, so they don't have the same motivations that a lot of the people in, say, you know, uh, Asian countries that are, you know, very, very poor or, uh, or India or something like that might have to rise up against the right. powers that be. But that right. said, but but give I mean give the socialists time. Oh, they yeah. they want us starving. They just they just there's taking them a while to get there. Meanwhile, there's a discussion going on of this idea of national divorce, and I I fully support the idea, even though it may not be perfect. I'm glad that at the mm-hmm. very least it's getting a conversation started. And this woman, Marjorie Taylor Greene, uh, is a name that came up, and she has been talking. She's a, a representative in the U.S house she's from georgia and she's sort of known as like this maga lady that um you know to her credit has heckled the president during state of the union addresses <laughs> uh you know that's kind of entertaining mm-hmm. i don't know much else about her i learned last night apparently she's uh, from like a construction family so she's actually done a business she's not just like a professional politician mm-hmm. for her whole life like some of these people uh there's i'm sure plenty of things that she and i would disagree on because we're libertarians on this show and she's not she's a right winger but that said she's out there pushing the idea of national divorce and she has a thread on twitter that she's she's been writing a lot about this recently uh and so i just wanted to see what it is that she's saying what is it that she what's the message this lady is putting out there for people to consume. There's been a lot mm-hmm. of debate uh, over what she's been talking about. I mean, my message on it is is really simple. The Democrats hate the Republicans. They mm-hmm. want them dead. The Republicans hate the Democrats. They want them dead. So right. either you you don't force these people into association with each other or expect a bloodbath. Uh, so Something's my break. solution is let's separate these people before they start killing each other even more than they're killing each other now. So here's here I'm going to just, just start her thread, and we'll take your calls. Your thoughts are welcome at 603-283-6160, and of course we'll comment. So here's what she says. This was posted February 21st, so a few days ago. Uh, why the left and the right should consider a national divorce, not a civil war, but a legal agreement to separate our ideological and political disagreements by states while maintaining our legal union. And that's where she's going off the rails here. She's she's talking about a national divorce, but keeping the federal government around? I mean, what? Yeah. <clears throat> well, the thing is, if they'd had federalism, I might have never come around to being an anarchist. Mm-hmm. But now I am one. What? I, I'm kind of curious, though. What does she mean by legal union? Does well, she just mean a free trade? Like, you know, so there's no. no... She means a political uh, political union, I think. Well, we'll get uh, into. She's talking about a return to federalism. Can you define federalism? Uh, federalism was the idea that the 13 colonies were were actually 13 separate nations, nations with yeah. separate cultures, separate traditions, and that each of them should be able to do their uh, do things in their own way. Massachusetts, for example, had a uh, had an established church for like the first hundred years, mm. which it would have been unconstitutional for the federation or for the federal government to impose one on, on the whole nation, but. They, but it was okay for a state to do that because the Fourteenth Amendment had not yet uh, come around, and the Fourteenth Amendment forces everybody, 
every state to operate in the same way Mm -hmm. so that every issue becomes a federal issue and we have to fight out every regional difference. Right. So if that's what she's proposing, it's still a step in the right direction. Mm. But it's not in the way that I when I hear national divorce, it's not what I think of is, oh, well, let's keep the federal government around. Uh, yeah, I, uh, in I, some I'm, form or another. It, it it really needs to be. Uh, I mean, I I think it should just be taken out and shot. Some people want to shrink, shrink it down until it's the size of a baby and then drain it and uh, mm. uh, you know drown it in a bathtub. That's that's okay. I, I just I guess I'm just a little more direct than that. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> the idea of a national divorce to me suggests two parties go their separate ways and they have no more agreement between them. Uh, and this is like, oh, well, let's keep the marriage together, but sleep in separate yeah, beds? I think she's really weakening because I I use the term national divorce a lot. And what I mean is, uh, you know, to have actual political separation. Right. Yeah. Uh, when I think national divorce, you know, I definitely and, and don't that's think. That's what would give New Hampshire the opportunity to slip out the back door while the while the warring parents are fighting over the property. Yeah. The the teenager can get the hell out. Yeah. It just doesn't. That just doesn't make any sense to me. When you say national divorce, what do you think of? You think of a relationship. Right. And it sounds it's like a she's talking about you're no a national longer, trial separation. You're no longer. <laughs> you know what? It's what it does. Um. Yeah. I mean, you think of. You think of you know completely separation, uh, right. separating and going on your own, each individually going on your own separate right. ways. You don't not, think it means like we're going to stay in the same house, yeah, and then just live in two separate bedrooms. Yeah, this you know? is like this, this, not- this is very much sounds like okay, well we're gonna we're gonna split our finances up into two separate bank accounts, but it's all going to be funneled through one bank account. Well, let's keep going here and see if she clarifies, right? Because the whole point of this is to let her explain. Her Go position. For it. Let's, let's and what, and yeah. to her to her credit, she does she's got several posts here. So this isn't just one Twitter mm-hmm. post. Uh, so she says definition of irreconcilable differences, the inability to agree on most things or on important things. Tragically, she says, I think we, the left and the right, have reached irreconcilable differences. I'll speak for the right and say we are absolutely disgusted and fed up with the left cramming and forcing their ways on us and our children with no respect for our religion, faith, traditional values, and economic and government policy beliefs. And I would say and she that, thinks that only happens on one side. Well, of course, the other side would say <laughs> the, the same thing is true. And, oh, yeah. And as we pointed out last night, a lot of the people who are conservative and who are arguing against national vor- divorce have that exact view. This Matt Walsh guy says he doesn't believe that it can happen. And further, he's, quote, not surrendering half of his country to these people. He says, I'd rather Mm -hmm. spend the rest of my life fighting with them than do that. So there's a lot of these people that they want to shove their views down the other side's throat. And those are the people on both sides. And you hear people on, on the left say the same thing. Those are the people who hate the other side more than they love whatever it is they're fighting for. Correct. It's you funny. Know? It's just pure hate. It's it's funny how you can have these, especially the Democrats, talking about hate, right? The libertarians like and, and saying we're part of like a hate group or whatever. You're when, talking about here in New Hampshire. Yeah, New Hampshire. It's because um, we won't do what we're told and hate who they tell us to. <laughs> right. Well, at the same time, simultaneously, like, like, being part of a hate group themselves and yes. it's 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 like <laughs> literally calling for our extermination yeah yeah that has happened yep. here in new hampshire uh so here's her next post she says with our federal government in over 34 trillion in debt 
And on the verge of default, clearly both left and right have proven that together they both aren't responsible with hardworking Americans' tax dollars. A national divorce would require a much smaller federal government huh? with more power um, given to the if states. If you get divorced, you have a much smaller marriage. With more power, she says, given to the states. Hence, we would solve our debt and spending problems immediately. Reducing the federal government would be easy, she says, because states would completely control things like education, trade and commerce, and communications to a much larger degree. And the Maybe federal- the states she'd be chilling in would completely control yeah. things, not the ones I'd be chilling in. <laughs> and the federal government to a much smaller degree. She says we would immediately alleviate the need for departments like the Department of Education. States would have full control of their public education. Education would look different all over the country. And to that extent... I think that's a good. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's absolutely agreeable. Uh, I mean, why wouldn't people want this? Why wouldn't people on the left want to have more left-wing leaning kind of uh, education, and the people on the right, of course, want to have their Bible in their schools and all that? They should all be able to have the if things my, they want, but they want to stick it to each other right. instead. Right. If my left-wing schools are going to fail in my left-wing states, so are yours. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's that's mm-hmm. the mindset. And they they don't want they don't want to, they don't want there to be any risk of their policies failing, and then the other side like gaining an edge or doing better or doing yeah. better. Yeah, it's better that everybody fails. Uh, I want to go to your phone calls and thoughts here. We'll continue with Marjorie Taylor Greene's viewpoint here on uh, so-called national divorce. Caller, you're on Free Talk Live. What's your name? Hi, uh, Chris in Chris Steiner, Clearwater, Florida. Here, welcome, Chris. You're on the air. I lived in Clearwater. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, all this education issue, uh, uh, talking about um, how folks just uh, hate the other side and at all costs they'll uh, sacrifice defaming who they perceive as the other side at the expense of taking action. For instance, here in Florida, the African-American studies was uh, falsely um, uh, claimed to have been done away with by DeSantis, Governor DeSantis, right? Okay. I don't know if you've heard that, but nope. that, uh, yeah, I've right. heard it. Well, okay. Well, on January thirteenth, um, long before Black History Month, mind you, because they're trying to claim DeSantis is taking advantage of Black History Month, but uh, it was the Florida Department of Education on January thirteenth who declined accepting a proposed pilot program of AP or Advanced Placement, which is a registered trademark of the College Board due to their CRT, critical race theory, and, and uh, Marxism, and all sorts of other things uh, supporting the Black Lives Matter, really, uh, movement for Black Lives, which is the different story, which is the corrupt organization, and um, and so many other reasons. Uh, you can look at the uh, Department of Education's uh, head, Senator Manny Diaz, on his Twitter feed, where he outlines in a single page, if uh, any of them, anybody wants to deny that uh, these are the objections that were made. But, uh, you know, people fail to, when you call them up on talk shop, call them up and others, I've heard they fail to read the actual syllabus of the proposed uh, curriculum. And by the way, February 1st, they also neglect to mention, was when the new curriculum, absent uh, some of that I'm hearing reported, um, is uh, it was introduced, but... Uh, I can't find whether the Department of Education has accepted it. So um, this was uh, scheduled for for uh, you know once if it was if all went well and they got feedback from educators, uh, it would only award college credits 
to the high school students uh, beginning in the 2024-25 school season and at the end of 25, they, uh, at the earliest, be available. And it was uh, scheduled for 60 unnamed schools by the college board. Um, so um, I got to say, I'm lost. I, I, yeah, I know you've been speaking on this, and maybe I missed some, some critical uh, points here. Have you guys been following um, What's going on I'm, here? I'm following uh, pretty much. I think we might be getting a little bit lost lost in the weeds. Yeah, um, I, I've lost what's what but, the, uh, the point of this. What's, what's the gist of what you what you're trying to say without getting all the all the details in? Well, I can tell them if you you know call up the talk shows, and I tell them if you want your activists to be able to make timely action. At least tell them they can contact Senator Manny Diaz, they can contact the Florida legislature to repeal the Stop Woke Act, which is being implemented in preventing this pilot program. But uh, they're trying to claim that uh, African-American studies are being ended by or black history uh, or African-American history. All these different uh, variations on the lie is uh, was done away by Governor DeSantis. Of course, he supported the action by Department of Education. Okay, just to clarify, you're yeah. saying... You're saying the claim is DeSantis has abolished black studies in the state of Florida, but that's not true? Correct. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Basically, yeah. What, what he did is he, uh, he, he objected to some parts of it that he thought were actually just racism on, on the other side, because if you go around saying white people are bad, well, I'm sorry, that's racism. Uh, Just like if you go yeah. around saying black people are yeah. bad or mm. anybody else. Yeah, it seems to me that the right. the problem here is with state control over education. Yeah. I mean, this one man, this King DeSantis, can you know, make these decisions, and then but he it, didn't. okay, well, he did or he didn't, or whatever. There's all this controversy over whatever it is he did or didn't do, and people are arguing, and we got to contact some state rep or some state senator or some Department of Education bureaucrat and try to figure out what the hell's going on. It's like. Why do people – it's just so frustrating that people should even have to care about what these bureaucrats are doing. People should be able to send their kids to whatever schools have the curriculum that they want them to have and pay for it. But, Ian, I and can't the, afford to send my kid to yeah. school. And, and Somebody else has to pay for well, it. Well, figure it out. Well, and, and personally, I don't care if somebody else uh, pays for it at this point. I mean, public education is probably – uh, the idea that people should be educated, I mean, I would I would continue donating money to that uh, long after it yeah. stopped uh, stopped being mandatory, but not if it means that the government is going to be doing the teaching. Right. Because as Malcolm X said, only a fool would send his children to be educated by his enemy. Right. Indeed. Yeah, you have to teach your own kids. That's the bottom line. I got online in 1984 when I was 10 years old and three years later started doing reports, uh, you know, they're contrary to the curriculum and always got perfect grades, but uh, nobody would ask questions after the reports because they, they thought, oh my gosh, he's daring to uh, risk his grade, I guess. And, you know, even sometimes the teacher would ask questions, but, uh, you know, instead of the critical race theory that, which calls for reparations, let's hear it for reparations from bankster gangsters to we the present debt slaves rather than trying to guilt trip a few mm. fellow debt slaves into reparations 
Well, my my proposal is that we is that we do reparations for everybody. We dismantle the federal government. We mm-hmm. dismantle every state yep. government. We dismantle the people who have profited from this system. We take their stuff, and that's our reparation. Thanks uh, for the call tonight, man. I appreciate hearing from you. The number, if you want to join us, 603-283-6160. Yeah, I would be totally fine with just you know, the end of the federal and the state governments and then moving forward with whatever the free market would bring. That would be reparations enough for me to yeah. never have yeah. to deal with these thugs uh, and these you know despots ever again. You know, it's if, it's if the people are free, the wealth will redistribute itself. Mm-hmm. It's it's interesting. Um, you know, when you say that, because I I, I think uh, you hear from frequently that like the left, you know, you know, capitalism and you know the corporations, um, you know, getting these huge. Uh, you know, benefit. I mean, it's welfare, right? I would call it welfare, and yeah. they're they're not corporate wrong, welfare. right? Corporate mm-hmm. welfare. They're not wrong, uh, but when you say that, you'd get rid of it all. You'd be getting rid of the welfare for for mother, uh, the mom that you know has unwed mm-hmm. unwed mother that has children, as well as you know the corporate welfare, mm-hmm. and, and then sure. what would happen is everybody would end up with more wealth. And they would no longer be the mother wouldn't be in poverty anymore because her income would be able to satisfy the needs in most cases. And for those people who still failed, you would be able to uh, I mean, if you if you really care about poor people, then you could give give money directly to them or to organizations that manage to help pouring poor people without having to bomb the Middle East every day. Right. Yeah. Because know, I'll tell you, if, if if you know the United Negro College Fund ever starts bombing the Middle East, I won't be donating. Exactly. Yeah, working people shouldn't need government money they shouldn't need government handouts the the problem is that when you take money through hidden taxation from the people and then you give a small portion of it back yeah they become poor Mm -hmm. um you know we're gonna take your ability (laughs) to pay for what you think is important and and our excuse for doing it is we'll pay for a little bit of what you think is important and a lot of what we think is important it's, it's not like you'd eliminate all poverty but you know the poverty that remains is going to be the result of other things like medical or, you know, it's not going to be working. You're not going to have the working poor anymore. So uh, back to Marjorie Taylor Greene. This is her explanation of what she views uh, national divorce, what that could look like. Uh, she's talking about how education would be different in different parts of the country. Now, would these states see other people? Like, would would it be okay for New York to ask Manitoba out or something? <laughs> <laughs> she says, in red states, there would be varying degrees of more traditional public education, charter schools, homeschooling, technical training, and college and universities. Red states would likely ban all gender lies and confusing theories, drag queen story times, and LGBTQ indoctrinating teachers and China's money and influence in our education, while blue states could have government-controlled gender transition schools, she says. Uh, Red state schools would bring back prayer in school and require every student to stand for the national anthem and pledge of allegiance. Ain't nobody got time for that. While blue states would likely eliminate (laughs) the anthem and pledge altogether and replace them with anthems and pledges and uh, to identity ideologies like the trans flag and BLM. Perhaps some blue states would even likely have government-funded Antifa communist training schools. I mean, elected Democrats already support Antifa, so why not? You can tell she's you know, she's just going off on a partisan <laughs> rant here, uh, basically. Mm-hmm. But the fundamental point that she's making here isn't necessarily wrong. The idea should be that different types of people 
should have the, the schools that they want for their kids. If you want to have an atheist school, you should have that. If you want to have a Christian school, you should have that. If you want to have a, a green school, have what, that. What she really needs to do is find one far-left secessionist, and they do exist, and basically go around with that person and say, there's one thing that we agree on. We don't want to live in the same country. The number is 603-283-6160. You can join the show here. Your comments on national divorce. Could this proposal, whatever it is, we're still not clear on whatever that is, work out? Free Talk Live can join us here. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. It's Ian, Nobody, and Chris here in the studio tonight. You can join us, of course, online anytime you want. We do have our own social media platform. It is our Mastodon server. You can go to social.freetalklive.com. You can interact with other Free Talk Live listeners there. Some of the hosts are on there as well. And unlike uh, the big megatech platforms, we give you more freedom to express yourself over there. I recently made a post congratulating a couple of our users for being the most reported users on the platform. We, of course, have not done anything to enforce any of the, you know, (laughs) report. Because these people on other servers will report our users for offending them for various different reasons. And so, uh, you know, I happen to notice that two names came up more often than than anyone else in in the last recent several weeks. So I made a post saying congratulations to them uh, for pissing off the people on the other Mastodon servers more than anyone else. (laughs) Hmm. So if you want to check it out for yourself, you can go to social.freetalklive.com. Let's talk to Chuck. He's in Washington State. Then we'll continue with more about what this potential national divorce might look like that people in the mainstream are talking about go ahead chuck chuck uh going once he was just there i just checked his line a moment ago chuck are you with us oh i kind of hear you i think you might be in a bad cell maybe you uh i don't know if you're indoors you could step outside or something like I that i had that problem in jail i'm at a place uh where hills and valleys valley hills Probably similar to what New Hampshire is. Can you hear me now? It's a little better. Uh, if you can get your point out, that would be good. It's kind of shaky. Go ahead. All right. So uh, from my perspective, this whole social engineering thing that Marjorie Taylor Greene is trying to do here is nothing but uh, she's bored. Okay. She she has nothing to do because she's an elected official. She's had all of her committee committee assignments taken away from her as far as I know. Uh, or maybe they were reinstated, but this is an indication that she's really bored and uh, she really doesn't understand how um, the United States works as far as how, um, you know, once once you're a blue state, okay, are you a blue state or or maybe the politics change a little bit and then you want to go to red? I mean, what's up with that? I'm not sure what you're trying to say. Well, well, what I'm trying to go ahead. What I'm trying to say is that you know this whole idea of the red states being red states and blue states being blue states. Sometimes uh, the 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 area that I'm in, we feel red, and then we switch back to blue. 
I don't even know what that. I don't even know what it means to feel red and switch back to blue. This is you know beyond I'm my. Talking about the, I'm talking about what the voters are saying when I'm. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm in an area where okay. we've uh, elected Democrats and Republicans for our. Yeah, I think so. You just want to be be able to force your will on others, but you don't care, you know, what that what that will is. You just think it's very important that, you know, the major that 51 percent of the country be able to torture the other 49 percent, but they can change change alliances. Well, I don't I don't even know that. I think this whole idea and her wasting taxpayer time for her it, ignoramus speech is well okay. Her trying to how how is she stuff. wasting our time more than they wasted our time and money murdering a million people in Iraq? I would much rather have our politicians talking about well, getting us out there. of this oh, mess. Oh, 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 wait a second! Wait a second! She's just posting on she, Twitter. She's 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 talking about something that will happen eventually. It doesn't need the help of people from Georgia or Marjorie Taylor Greene to ask us these questions. So hold on, just so to clarify, people from, from Georgia. I wait, 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 Chuck, I just want to see what you're saying here. I just want to make sure I. I just want to clarify what you just said, Chuck. I want to clarify what you just said. You said this is going to happen eventually. You're saying the breakup of the United States is going to happen eventually. I think so. I mean, okay. Well, then why can't she help it along? Why I, should we live because, in misery well, until then? We won't get a security clearance. And then how is that helping her uh, congressional district for starters? OK, well, well it would it would render them free of the Democrats and it would render the Democrats free of her people. So that would be, you know, that would help both of them. It would it would yeah. render the libertarians free of both parties. He just dropped off the line. I just put him on hold because he wouldn't stop talking. But. Uh, it's Chuck's obviously a partisan. He's called the show before, and he's definitely a left uh, left leaning uh, partisan. Yeah, I figured that much out. <laughs> uh, and and it's like this woman can say yeah. what she wants to say. She she's not a you know U.S. representative on the clock at all times. She's just on her Twitter account talking about national divorce. Like this isn't costing the taxpayers anything for her to sit here and opine about what she thinks a national divorce could look like. I mean, the guy is upset over absolutely and nothing. Elon Musk is making eight bucks. Yeah, she is paying for the check mark. <laughs> paying for the check mark. Uh, so anyway, I, look, there's nothing wrong with someone having a conversation about something that they support, especially if you're saying this is going to happen eventually, Chuck, then Shouldn't we just go ahead and hurry it up? I mean, can we just have this happen now rather than 50 or 100 years in the future? Why should anyone, besides the type of person, as you pointed out, nobody, these people that just want to keep Mm -hmm. forcing their viewpoint down on everybody else who disagrees with them. And this was what this guy, pure, it was very obvious this guy was operating out of pure hate. Yeah. Yeah. Why uh, would anybody want to delay it? Right. I mean, it's like if, if you know it's inevitable, if you know the thing, if the system's going to collapse the way it is, well, why delay? Why not solve the problem now? Yeah. Here's what yeah. you should ask yourself. If you are, whether you're on the left or you're on the right or you're a libertarian or whatever your viewpoint is, you're a communist. I don't know. Whatever your viewpoint is, are you trying, is your goal, I guess, in life to achieve your views 
to have some sort of society that reflects your viewpoints where you can live and live happier around other people who are like you? Or is it your goal in life to force absolutely everyone else that you ever come in contact with and that you don't come in contact with to force them through the threat of violence to obey your views? Which is it? Because it can't have both of those viewpoints. So Some people... Some people want what they want, and other people just want to own the libs or own the cons. Yeah. Either you know, way, there's there's one thing about a you know separation, right? Like I, I feel like the answer is 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 some sort of national divorce or a complete separation of the states. And the only thing I, I think I would have to say is there's one thing I, I, I would like to see every state or nation, for that matter, um, you know, preserve, and that's just the freedom to tr- to leave. Mm-hmm. Right. It's yeah. it, as long as you have the freedom to leave, it doesn't matter what happens in your country or state. Imagine you can, just, you can leave. It's, imagine, it's, it's the restrictions at the border that caused the problem. That's a fact. Yeah. Uh, imagine the difference. And we've got a, a little infestation of Pinochet uh, uh, worshippers in the uh, um you know, in in America, and it's mostly just a reaction to the to the communists. But I always say, well, you know, if Pinochet and and Castro had not been, you know, uh, so, psychopaths, then instead of murdering dissenters, Pinochet would have called Castro up and say, "Look, I got a bunch of pe- people here." who want to be communists, mm-hmm. and you got a bunch of people there who want to be free. So why don't we trade? Yeah. You know, we'll send the communists to Cuba, and you can send the the, the freedom lovers to, to, uh, to uh, I, I want to say Costa Rica, but that's wrong. I'm not wrong. sure it where was, he was at. Huh? I'm not sure where he was from. Uh, I, I know where he, where he was from. I just, Chile? Could be. That sounds right. Yeah. Anyway, uh, but uh, but I, normally so I know that this could. Uh, I mean, hopefully this discussion, this national divorce discussion, will result in some kind of uh, separation between these people and these political parties. So let's see. Yeah. Let's see a separation between the people who just want to fight for the rest of their lives and the people yeah. who want to just go and be with people who are like them. And what is the division of of any mm-hmm. given Republican group, of any given Democrat group? What percentage of them are the forever fighter types and the ones that just want to live and their lives? The thing is those those idiots can have their own states. Mm-hmm. Right? You know, even if the rest of us even if the rest of us separate, the people who want to fight it out forever, however many of them are, let them have their own states with, right. just to be a states. battleground. Yep. And if and if we have people in our states that won't shut up, maybe we'll ostracize them and they <laughs> can go, go live with the forever fighters. That's a great point. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to skip a bunch of her posts here because basically what she uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene is is posting here is just kind of her vision for what red states would do, like all the stuff that they would you know ban, all the stuff that they would allow, just a yeah. total like ultra conservative uh, kind of situation. And, so and that's the thing. I it, it's like Texas. I would love for Texas to secede. Yeah, I would almost certainly never visit if they did. Um, <laughs> yeah, I uh, I definitely understand. They're a very conservative state. They are not yeah. in favor of personal freedoms 
in uh, in Texas. And it's a shame, too, because they've got a good chance of seceding sooner rather than than later. And any state that secedes would would be a mm-hmm. it would be tough to not want to go there to get out from underneath the federal government. Well, as soon know? as a state secedes, It'll though, be the I think it's going to open the floodgates. Yeah, I think you're right about that. That's probably what they're so scared of. They That's why people don't are. want don't well, want any state they were to leave. afraid of when 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 slaves were trying to right. escape is that you know if one gets away it's going to inspire the rest yeah all right so i'm like i said most of her posts so far a bunch of them i'm skipping are all about you know the things that she wants to get rid of and the things that she wants to have and the things she wants to force down uh you know companies throats like oh we won't we won't allow walmart to put sex toys next to children's toothbrushes she says <laughs> in one of these uh and then she gets into a, a post about the federal government so i, I want to hear this viewpoint she says the federal government you, know, you, you, you might clean it with a toothbrush i mean i wouldn't brush your teeth with it afterwards but i'm not going to kink shame you she says the federal government <laughs> would have to maintain the department of defense but it would need to return to its original purpose. The U.S. border and our national security would be the border the Department of Defense would defend. So she's proposing putting the military on the border. The federal government would have to defend yeah, the states from invasions, not enable daily invasions. Dangerous international criminal organizations like Mexican cartels that are responsible for murdering Americans, trafficking humans and drugs, and operating deadly gangs inside of our country. I'll bet you a dollar the gang she works for has killed more Americans than any, any Mexican cartel. Oh, yeah. for sure. I mean, geez, killed a million. Uh, the U.S. government killed a million lives in Iraq and Afghanistan. I mean, yeah. come on. Yeah. I mean, they were women and children, American, but doesn't reduce their value in my eyes. No, 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 the the, the so Americans. Much. What I'm saying is the American troops killed a million. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, and so now she says she wants the military to deal with the deadly gang, supposedly, inside the United States. So she's talking about posse comitatus, you know, the use of the military uh, inside the, the borders of the United States here. Yeah, it sounds like it sounds like she's got such a such a, a slim and, and sad vision of what a national divorce mm-hmm. would be that uh, that it it. It, it, I don't find it inspiring at all because, you know, what good no. does it do to be able to force whatever, to be able to repeal whatever you laws you want to if the feds are just going to come in and control your life anyway? Yeah, it yeah. Sounds, she sounds like another Mussolini, I believe. Um, everything within yeah. the state, yeah. nothing outside the state, nothing against the state. She once again goes off on different topics. She talks about how law enforcement will look different in red and blue states and elections and so on so the final paragraph here from her imagine she says if america decided to just go ahead and have a national divorce hollywood elites and celebrities and all the brainwashed leftist women who watch the nasty women on the view men who identify as women and democrat voters who suffer from the lifelong debilitating disease trump derangement syndrome they caught from cnn wouldn't have to see much less tolerate deplorables anymore they could live in their safe space blue states own nothing let the government decide and control everything and most importantly protect their fragile minds from being shocked and insulted by those of us on the right who believe in life liberty and the pursuit of happiness which she does believe in yeah. <laughs> they can right. live in the pods and they can eat the bugs all, all you have to do is scroll back and you can read her other I'll, I'll post this link on our social media so you can go and see it all for yourself in her earlier post she clearly doesn't believe in liberty because she wants to force her views on companies and things like that in her perfect view uh, vision of red states but that said she does say that americans could then choose which way of which way left or right provides them with the best quality of life and we don't have to argue with one another anymore she says i'm starting to feel like it's the right thing to do 
for everyone. Except it's not the right thing to do for everyone because not everyone wants to be on the left or on the right. This is a typical yep. mm-hmm. political viewpoint here that she just believes everybody subscribes to one party or the mm-hmm. other. And this is why we need New Hampshire. This well, is if why- you're not in the cult, you don't have a voice. Indeed. And, th- and this is why we need New Hampshire, because the libertarians mm-hmm. here have a voice. Here, we are making an impact to the point where we've got NBC Boston doing a feature-length documentary film, basically, oh, yeah. in several parts. They've released mm-hmm. uh, seven of 11 parts so far. Part like part eight is coming out on Monday, I believe. Have we talked about this at all? was a part-time job. We have talked about it. Yeah. I've talked about it. Uh, we actually played the first video, I think, on Monday on uh, on the air on the show. So, yeah, I recommend checking that yeah, out. Yeah, definitely. NBC the whole thing? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, NBC. <laughs> the ha- just well, the, half of the it. first part. Yeah, the first part. OK, uh, there's there are seven parts so far. I would. I didn't even know that was legal. NBC Boston. What? Playing something on the air? Uh, uh, yeah, I would, I would. I would. I would. I would be concerned about copyright. No, 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 no. Uh, it's a fair use for the purpose of commentation or commentary. Gotcha. And and beyond that, the people who created listened to the show, sure. and they uh, they sent me a message afterward thanking me for for playing it. Nice, so, so, yeah, nice. They're totally cool. With well, it. you know, the, the the people who make the actual series may have different views than the people who are NBC actually yeah, NBC Comcast. itself. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, I get what you're saying. But no, it's that's the same reason we can read a news article on the air and play a clip from you know whatever newscast. We can do those things for the purpose of. Of commenting on them, we're not we're not profiting from them. We're not just. I always like to use the word critique. Um, no, that's you know, another that's, thing you can do. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, there's also you can use things for the purpose of parody as well. So right. These are all uh, what they call fair use under copyright. Mm-hmm. So that's what Marjorie Taylor Greene is saying here, and I do agree with her that it is definitely the right thing to do. It's just not the right thing to do for everyone, and the, this is the reason yeah. why we need— She makes a great case as to why I wouldn't want to live in, in a state that she was in control of. Or, yeah. the other ca- um, or the other states. I wouldn't want to live in the leftist states either. Yeah. It oh, sounds like a nightmare not. on both sides. But that's what they should have if that's what they want to have. And those of us who believe in freedom and who are willing to actually work towards it— then you got to get here to New Hampshire. And the good news is people are coming. Uh, we actually have a guest in uh, the studio who just made the move here. There's uh, another person who's moving this weekend, yeah. not, not to the Keene area, I don't think, to somewhere else. Uh, the producer of a different documentary, not the NBC uh, folks, but the lady who's making the Free State documentary, oh, which yeah. is in production right now, she just moved today. Really? Is that the one with the Mexican film crew that came up? No, no that's, that's the Crypto Six one. documentary. Oh, wow. Six documentary. We have so, so many different uh, yeah, production a lot of things going. Yeah, on. it's that are doing doing stuff on us, and it's 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 so entertaining too because it's like it's it's not like it's not even like libertarians are doing it. It's there's outsiders doing it, and yeah, and that's true. NBC, Sometimes they become libertarians in the process. That's true too. too. Um, but um, yeah. Like even the NBC thing, you know, it's it's like, you know, that that was actually done. Like normally I wouldn't look like, you know, most of the stuff that comes out of NBC, I would be like, oh, yeah, it's not going to look good on us. But I don't know. I thought the series, I mean, it, it gave a unusually fair, Very um, fair. you know, yeah. uh, look at both sides of what's happening in New Hampshire while also making it entertaining to watch. Yes. So yeah, I was I got to give him credit. Me too. Yeah. Being interviewed by her, I was uh I I was really impressed that mm-hmm. she you know she she seemed to understand what I was talking about like she had yeah. actually like read some of the things that I'd read. You talking something. about NBC? Uh, yeah, yeah. So they've spent eight months 
Mm-hmm. And as they described it, embedded within the oh, freedom yeah. community. So these aren't just like some one-off reporters that are just trying to file a report for two minutes on the nightly news and then go home and never come back. Yeah. These people have been to the Porcupine Freedom Festival, mm-hmm. and they've been to uh, the, the different clubs around the state, and they've spent hundreds of hours interviewing and talking to uh, to the free staters, as well Did as some of the opposition. the bears? Uh, the Grafton episode is coming up, so you're referring to... Oh, I can't wait. You're referring to this book, which I've Having never read. Having lived in Grafton, I can tell you that I never encountered a bear or... or uh, there were bears or even rumors of bears. What is the claim that we, the book makes? I've never read the book. The, I don't know the what you're claim to. was that we were getting like attacked by bears or something. Nah, I don't know. Something I, else. I, I kind the, of stopped reading what, at that what point would we, because it's like, you know, if, they, if there were bears... Uh, attacking free staters, I'd know it because every market day they have bear meat. That wasn't the claim. Yeah, it was something. It was, okay, so the situation was something along the lines, and this isn't exactly what the book said, but it was something along the lines of, you know, what would we do without the government to protect us from the bears? Yeah, I think the idea was well, that we showed them and make bear meat. I think I think the idea of the book, which we're referring to, which I don't know the title of. Uh, it's something about a bear walked in, into the into Grafton or something. Anyway, Grafton is the was the quote unquote free town project where a bunch of free staters were targeting to move, you know, in a I don't know a large number of dozen or two uh, to this small town in the middle of the woods in the upper valley of uh, of New Hampshire. And there was a bit of a stir. There were some of the townspeople were upset about it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when, when it feels like people are coming in to, quote unquote, take over, you can understand why yeah. people get their hackles up about that. Some guy wrote a book, which people who uh, have opposed the book have said is a bunch of nonsense. But essentially, as I, under- as I recall, the book basically said, oh, my God, free staters got in control of the Grafton government and they, de- they decimated it. And then bears started taking over or something <laughs> like that. Wow. Well, it's pretty crazy. I would, if if we got to have a government, I'd rather have it have it uh, have it run by bears. And I'm going to go out on a limb, yeah, right. and I'm going to say that it's your basic human right to keep an armed bears. Uh, in the case of Grafton, <laughs> the, it's just not true. The Free Staters have not taken over Grafton. The Grafton no. town has not been decimated. Neither of the bears, and the bears, I'm sure, are fine. Uh, so the the author of that book is in this NBC Boston series. He showed up in one of the earlier episodes and really? made some brief comment about how the Free Staters are terrible. Uh, but he's going to be featured more prominently yeah. in the upcoming. Did he one. say anything about the Bears? Again, he's going to be featured more prominently <laughs> in the uh, the upcoming episode about Grafton. So that one hasn't yeah. come out yet. I believe that is the next one to come. So that should be, I think, on Monday. So check out NBCBoston.com slash Free State. You can watch the full uh, these full episodes, which are really, really entertaining. And for you, Chris, to actually compliment this, I mean, you're one of the biggest critique or critics of, oh, yeah. of mainstream media reporting in general. Um, you you tend to even though you you will talk to them you typically are pretty uh, oh, yeah you know skeptical yeah of what's I, I mean happen. I know they're gonna twist my words and, yeah. uh, in all sorts of ways um yeah you and know, what they've done here is they've I think they've been fairly allowing people to speak for themselves yeah I, and they, they've got sure. plenty of time to do it yep. you know they've got a whole feature length yeah. documentary I mean, here I, you know you know it's funny is like I I could I can make some minor criticisms of course you like, always can you always can right and mm-hmm. but it's like it's like silly it's like silly stuff it's like yeah. 
I wouldn't have said uh, they just they keep saying we're members of the Free State Project, and I'm like, come on, a member of a Free State Project. To be fair, but it's such a minor thing. Well, to be fair, in the early days, there were members of the Free State Project. Sure, but I'm not the a member time- because you can't be a member now. Well, <laughs> you can be a right, participant, but you can't be a member. The reason that changed, I mean, the average person's not going to know what the difference is. I mean, sure. the, the difference is such a stupid little legalistic thing. The difference is the Free State Project changed into a 501c3 organization at some point in the past. I don't remember, you know. A decade ago or something like that. And then because they did that, they had to terminate the idea of membership. They stopped allowing people to vote on the board of directors uh, at that same time. It used to be that the members of the organization actually voted for the Free State Project board. And that is no longer the case. I don't think that's prohibited. Maybe if they get out from under the the regulation that that prevents it, they can remember us. Indeed. Um, Indeed. Yeah, I don't think that's prohibited. (laughs) Maybe um, not, but that seemed to happen at the same time. Yeah, I could be misremembering the timing on that. I think you're right. That is what happened, but I don't think I don't think that I don't think it's the law like and how it's set up that's preventing that from occurring the voting members. I think that's what they, they just changed that. Um, I'm not sure about that because I know I'm a member of the New Hampshire Peace Action, which is uh, kind of a, a lefty uh, pro peace group here mm-hmm. in New Hampshire, and they have two gr- uh, organizations. They have a 501c3, okay, that uh, and then there's the 501c4, and the 501c4, if I recall correctly, is the membership. Group, hmm, interesting. I'm and not, so you have to join the other thing. Yeah, I'm not entirely C3. sure why they did that. So there might, you might be right. Maybe it's the There's type of uh, nonprofit. Yeah, you uh, might be right. So more coming up here in uh, moments. The number, if you want to join the show, our number three is on the way. You can join us here at 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Bring up anything. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves. More coming up. Free Talk Live. It is Free Talk Live. We are kicking off the third hour here. We have time for you. If you want to join the show, the number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Here in the studio tonight, it's Ian. Nobody. And Chris. You can join us online anytime you want. Head over to freetalklive.com. And enjoy the features we have there. We have uh, feeds, by the way, an RSS feed, a.k.a. the podcast. You can go to feeds.freetalklive.com. You'll find a link to that there. You can plug that feed into any old podcast client that you like. Because it's really simple syndication. That's what that stands for. And uh, that will get you the latest episodes of Free Talk Live as they are uh, released right onto whatever device uh, you would prefer them to be uh, put onto. You can also use the links that you'll find at feeds.freetalklive.com to some of the major platforms that we're on like iHeartMedia, Spotify. There's some other ones there too. You uh, can even feed the bears. <laughs> I'm not sure about that. Um, but there's a new cocaine bear movie that came out. I've heard that's serious. I thought that was a parody. No, apparently it's a real thing. I have not seen the trailer, I but I've heard that it's really entertaining. Wow. So I mean, we're getting some. I mean, uh, I can't think here. of anything more entertaining than a bear on, on cocaine. cocaine. Uh, but, but killing people, apparently. Well, they, they would do that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wait, what? Okay, back in one moment. What it's happened? Par- it's apparently when I was on cocaine. This? I had the urge every once in a while, and I'm I'm such a sweet guy. Is somebody feeding <laughs> bears cocaine? It's apparently based on a true story. Uh, but I don't know anything more than that. I think somebody like dropped uh, dropped cocaine out of an airplane, like <laughs> a ki- like kilos of it, and, and the bear, and the bear it. found it. 
Oh, and they wow. ate it, and they got it. And but I didn't think people. it was a real movie. I just thought somebody thought this was a crazy. Wow, interesting. Yeah. It's apparently in theaters. I gotta now. go to go to YouTube and watch the pitch meeting for this. There you go. <laughs> uh, phones are open here. We're gonna continue. Uh, there's more on the national divorce. We shared you what uh, we shared with you what Marjorie Taylor Greene was saying about it, and then theweek.com has a response asking, is America headed for a national divorce? And what would happen if the country were to divide itself? But first, let's talk to Joe. He's in Maryland. You're on Free Talk Live. Go ahead, Joe. Yeah, hi, Ian. Hi, nobody. Hi, Chris. What's on your mind? Hi. What's up? Yeah. First of all, thank you for the show because uh, you got to keep opening up people's eyes. Sure. And what they want to do is they want to round us up and they want to hurt us all in one place. They want you not to be able to travel more than, you know, like 20 miles from your house. And they want to treat you like cattle. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And you live in the pods and you eat the bugs. What's that? I said you will live in the pods and you will eat the bugs. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's what they uh, want. if that's what you want, then go ahead and cow-cow to them. Mm-hmm. But it's time. This it, they they broken everything like that lady you're talking about in Georgia. She wants a divorce. Now it's all got to be separated, and let the people, you know, get together and run things in their own states or their own little areas and stuff like that. Yeah, that's the part and, she just doesn't understand. Is if you're going to have a right. national divorce. That is a complete break-off. There's not going to be some federal government control over those territories anymore. She seems mm-hmm. to think she's going to be able to have the, the federal military enforcing the drug war still in uh, in this national divorce. And it's like, that's yeah. not how this is going to— Ain't nobody got time for that. She wants to, she wants to have her country and eat it, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, you know, it's interesting because it's not like it, it, if it was actually independent— I suspect the country or the country of what Georgia would still have a military. It's just she just yeah. wouldn't have the whole yeah. United States military. Have the National Guard. Right. Yep. And if they want to form their own little navy, then they can do that too. And they I could even Georgia, team up. Oh yeah, they they've Georgia's got, got a coast. coast. Yeah, got they, coast. they and they could also team up with other other new independent countries um if sure. they wanted to, just like yeah. every other country can team up with other countries and they often do. Joe, go ahead. Any other thoughts? Yeah, well, you know, like like you guys are talking about, you know, being free and mean and stuff like that. You're not talking about killing anybody. You're not talking about bombing people you don't no. know who have different color skins. I only bomb religion. people I know. <laughs> <laughs> I consider that a very intimate act. <laughs> like I said, the whole thing is broken and it's horrible because right there in Ukraine, they're killing everybody. And then we're giving them bullets to kill more people. Does that make sense? Uh, it apparently makes sense for the military-industrial complex, but for the rest of right. us, no. For the people on top of the pyramid, mm-hmm. on top of the pyramid, and we're on the bottom of the pyramid, and all we are is just cattle or cannon fodder. You got it, Joe. Thanks for the call tonight, man. I appreciate hearing right, from thanks. you. We continue here. Caller, you're mm-hmm. on Free Talk Live. What's your name? Hey, this is Frank from Michigan. How you doing, here? Frank, what's on your mind tonight? Yeah, I want to talk a little bit about the show and the history of the show, if that's okay, the Free Talk Live show. Is that all right? Yeah, go right ahead. I'd, I'd love um, to hear that. I know nothing about it. <laughs> yeah, 
Ian's the expert, obviously. So I, I was trying to think, what, what year was it that you moved from Florida and started in New Hampshire, like 06, something like that? Yeah, we moved, uh, migrated here for the Free State Project, which for listeners that may be new to the show is the uh, the most successful and uh, amazing libertarian migration on the planet. Uh, that's why we moved from Florida to New Hampshire in 2006. That's correct. Okay. Yeah, I think I started listening around 08, a couple of years after that. Nice. And. Uh, do you know off the top of your head how many uh, radio stations currently uh, carry your show live for three hours from 7 to 10? Would you have that information? No, I don't have that information handy, but if you wanted They're to... They're not all in this time zone, so only a narrow slice of them could carry it live from, yeah. th- from 7 to 10. If you really wanted to find that out, you could go to our affiliates page at affiliates.freetalklive.com, and then we have the full list of the 175-ish uh, radio stations that are there and the times on which uh, we are carried in their particular time zone. Um, some stations carry the show live. A lot of them do what they call in the business delay broadcast, meaning that they record the show while it's live and then they play it back later on, say, for instance, in the middle of the night or a couple hours later than when it happens. So that's probably the majority of our weeknight stations are probably delay broadcasting the show and they're not live. I got you. Um, so that's on that affiliate page. I, I looked it up yesterday. I was going to see if you were anywhere in the Saginaw area, Michigan, but I, I didn't see any stations around we here. We used but, to be uh, in the back of the day. We were on WSGW, I think, if I recall correct uh, correctly, but uh, it's it's been a long time if that was the case. He never forgets a radio station. Yeah, pretty good at that. <laughs> that's, a, that's a local uh, popular AM station here it in is, the area, yeah. so probably was. All right, gotcha. But you can okay, always call them up if you know if we're not on your local talk radio station. Uh, you can always call and and or email the program director and, and tell them you'd like to hear free talk live. You know, sometimes uh, yeah, hearing something nice from a listener can move somebody in the right direction. You never know. Gotcha. And Mark, I know Mark moved out of the country, but is he still part of the show technically? He's not really out of the country. He's kind of just around wherever different parts of the world. Uh, I don't know where he is at any given moment, but he kind of moves between Florida and Honduras mostly. But I think he recently went on a cruise and he's been to New Hampshire in recent months as well. So he kind of just floats around and and does whatever thing he's, he's doing. He's like the wily coyote of liberty. He's always got a, a new scheme where yes. he's going to strap an Acme <laughs> rocket to his back and get free. That's uh, that's kind of what he's doing. That's what he's been doing for most of the last decade now at this point. But I, I hope he can make it work. He's got this plan in Honduras on uh, one of the islands to have like a kind of a, a beach paradise, I guess, uh, where people can come and possibly live. I'm not sure how, you know. if they come and die, it won't be much fun. You might die there, too, if you spend (laughs) enough time. But, uh, you know, that's an interesting proposal, and and I hope it works out for him. So is he completely divorced uh, from you, Ian? Are you guys still partners? No. No, he's not out of the show. He's just kind of too busy uh, to do anything. He was actually on this week. Uh, He was on Wednesday night. He came into the show late, uh, but he was on for the uh, uh, second and third hours. Okay, I have to pull that up on the podcast. I always liked uh, your your uh, interchanges with Mark. You guys uh, had a good banner going back. Yeah, day, yeah. So. You'll probably hear him next week as well. Uh, I know that Ari is going to be out uh, Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday, so I think we're going to have Mark in on both Monday and Tuesday. So you'll get hmm. you'll get more Mark. Gotcha. All right, that's all I got tonight. There you go, man. Thanks for the call tonight. Appreciate it. Uh, we continue here. We got TJ the Spy on the line. Hey, from, TJ, my favorite spook. I presume Colorado on the. He, by the way, he's on our SIP line, which 
almost as exclusive for TJ because hardly anyone else <laughs> uses it. But it is there if you ever want to use the zip line. You can How do you talk to a zip line? Uh, it takes a few takes a few steps, but uh, you can make it work. It's actually relatively easy, and it's, we've made it even easier than before. It's, There's an updated set of instructions that you can just go to sip.freetalklive.com, sip.freetalklive.com, and it'll give you a step-by-step. Yeah, it's like an email address you enter now. Um, it used to be like you typed in a number. So you can't do it from like a, a normal phone, but yeah, it's an internet only kind of thing. TJ, what's up? Well, I just was calling to tell you, brother, I took a inspiration from nobody and I finally got my name changed to TJ, the spy, the judge signed off on the order. And I, wow. Published the wow. Congratulations. I, I know, thank you. What does I it cost kind of in uh, Colorado? Uh, it, in Colorado, it was uh, $50 for the fingerprint cards. Okay. $50 for the background check to, to make sure you're not a convicted. Yeah, you can't be a convicted felon. Wow. You, know, oh. you I'll say without judge's consent. So, like, the judge huh. will have to know whether you're a convicted felon if you want to change your name in Colorado. That was not an issue here in New Hampshire. Yeah. No, no. There's no background um, check here. There's no fingerprinting process here. Uh, so uh, what else did you have to pay for? We support your right to keep and bear names. Yes. Keep me as I, I do. <laughs> I do realize it's ironic as a libertarian asking the government for permission and paying out the wazoo uh, for all this. It was oh, a $88 court filing fee. Okay. That's 110 here. $175 pub newspaper publication. Oh, my God. God. Wait, really? What's the yeah. point of changing your name if you have to tell everybody you changed your name? Well, you got to publish it I in the Denver everybody. Post. Right. And, you know, and uh, and then the it's judge just money for the people get... in the newspaper business at that point. Yeah. Oh, of course. All right. Of what else? It is. So, so you got 50, 50, 88, 175, was it? Yep. Okay. And that's that that was more or less it, you know, and just throwing maybe so, $50 in postage here and there for, wow. you know, sent. Wow. So over three, what, 330, 340 bucks? For this thing? Yeah, something like that. I'd say like, you know, 15, Damn. 20 hours of my labor. Right. So but then all the running around and the filing and the, the hoop jumping. And then finally they had a court hearing for you where you had to attend? Yes. It, I was I was a virtual hearing and I raised my mm-hmm. right hand and mm-hmm. the judge was curious to know like why I wanted to change my name to TJ the Spy. And <laughs> I, made him, I made him laugh a few times and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I said, well, I'm doing it for a sense of humor and I think it makes people laugh. And I was a spy for the U.S. government. So kind of like, you know, and I told my talked about my friend, nobody who changed his name to nobody so that he could mm-hmm. run for governor. And <laughs> so you're inspirational, anyway. nobody. I got to yes. like it. So, and I, also TJ, got- I just a clarification. Are you TJ the spy Cleveland or just TJ the spy? Because you are married TJ to TJ is my first name. Mm-hmm. Middle name is the and the last name is spy S P Y. OK. All right. And your husband is uh, supportive. I take well, it. He he said that I'm being goofy and he will not partake in this. <laughs> oh, he's been partaking of, of your goofy for years. <laughs> Oh wow, yeah. that's well, funny. Considering I've had this will be my seventh legal name in my hmm. uh, since birth. You wow. know, so I've had seven legal names over the course of my lifetime. Every few years, I get a new one and file for a name change and start life over as a totally new person. Well, you can save like fifteen percent on your car insurance by uh, moving to New Hampshire. Yeah, a lot well, more than I'll that. I'll do that. You know, I think I have a. I think I might be. Uh, James might be willing to come back to New Hampshire. Oh, he's had his nose. I miss you guys. Once he's had his nose surgery, so he has a. He has a. Oh, and now he can smell Colorado. 
Wow. No, no, he he has to have like uh, that's why he was so grumpy when he came to the trial is because he was tired and his no- his nose was inflamed. So now, I couldn't it's tell hard he was to be happy when your nose is on fire. Yeah, I, I couldn't oh, tell he yes. was grumpy. He seemed to be fine. But then again, you know, I don't have to live with him. So <laughs> <laughs> he's a joy to live with. Thank you so much for sending him into my life, Ian. Well, I have lived yeah, with we James. didn't intend for you to take him out of the state. He's yeah. just on loan. Yeah. <laughs> Stolen. No, that's great. I, I really hope that you guys can come back here. I mean, there's there's no there's no better time than now uh, to get more people here into New oh. Hampshire. It's just so much is happening. Yes. Mm. And just so you know, the NBC Boston has just released seven parts that's about 13 minutes each, seven yes. episodes about the Free State Project. So yeah. Did you like it? Watch. Did you enjoy I it? I did like it. I enjoyed it. I thought it was very favorable to the Free State Project and you're in there and I'm in there. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, we'll oh, yeah. You're coming up, I think, in a, little, a later episode uh, would be my yeah. guess. Was was he not in there already at some point? I feel like I he, don't recall. I, don't I feel know. like you were in there. Maybe maybe, a, I don't know, somewhere in there. Were you in the first seven episodes? Like, of maybe it was just point? a picture uh, no, or something. Because I was not at Pork Fest. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. It's going to be later. It'll be the have Christmas I six. screen time yet. I think you have. Okay. Yeah, I think you've been in there. Nice. Uh, all right, TJ, anything I'll else you want to... i definitely have to watch it then. Nope, right? that's it, Got to support the actors you, you, you love. Thank you, TJ, <laughs> uh, for the call, and congrats on the name change. That's a big deal. And by the way, if you want to do something like that here in New Hampshire, it's 110 bucks. the last time I checked. To do a documentary? A name change. Oh, okay. Yeah, and it's it's <laughs> one court. You go to the uh, probate court... If, actually, I don't think you have to go to the probate court. I think it's all all online now. Bonnie did hers recently. Wait, really? Uh, yeah. Uh, I was surprised because I told Bonnie, oh, yeah, you're going to have to go down to the court. Well, and and then she went to the court that's, that's what I told her you had to do. Yeah. And then they told her, nope, nope, you just do it online. And mm. then I don't even know if there was a court hearing that's in New Hampshire now. interesting because- The COVID uh, it's actually it, improved something. That's yeah, true. Um, it, it's interesting because when, he, when nobody did the name change- there was only like one question one that they asked, yeah. and it's like, "Are you are you doing this with criminal intent or something?" Yeah. And what they was your response? <laughs> what was your response? Uh, Do you remember? It was hilarious. I, I'm pretty sure I said no, and then and then she said, "Could you tell me why you're doing this?" And you don't have to because it's not one of the questions. Mm-hmm. But can you tell me why to do this? I said, "Well, you know, it's like hack, half activism and half performance art." <laughs> that video, I believe, is on the Freaking Odyssey channel. So Good, because I don't remember that. what I said. I'll have to look yeah. it up. Yeah, I think it's performance art was what you said, um, mm-hmm. and it was like you basically had a spot on, and I just thought it was hilarious. Yeah, it was pretty mm-hmm. fun. Uh, well, it was fun then, but you got arrested the first time you went in to try to change. Yeah, it. yeah, that was uh, was, that wasn't as fun. I forgot about yeah. that. And then I got arrested. I spent two days in Valley Street. Uh, which is, you Awful. know, a hundred miles or however miles, yeah. uh, many miles away. It's like 50, 50 miles, miles away. Yeah. Then they just kicked me out on the street and they were like, okay, you can go. Go where? How can I go? <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, I had a friend there to yeah. drive me back to New, uh, back to Keene, but otherwise I would have been stuck in stuck in Manchester well, with no luckily, money. there's the Free State Project. I mean, it wasn't luck that you had a friend in, yeah, in Manchester. Yeah, that's true. I moved close <laughs> to the people that, that, you know, can tolerate me. Right. Good chance that any t- any city you're in in New Hampshire, somebody knows who nobody is. You might still gonna, get kidnapped yeah. here, but there'll be a friend when you get out. There's a good chance of that. Yeah, for yeah. sure. And that's, that's, again, this whole point of this migration to New Hampshire is to uh, shore up our numbers. We don't have enough liberty-minded people anywhere else. And that's one of the interesting things about this this documentary from NBC Boston is 
they interview the haters. They interview the statists. They oh, interview yeah. the people that hate the Free State Project. And they hate the fact that New Hampshire was the chosen destination for the Free State Project because, as one of them admits... They hate us for our freedom. Yep. <laughs> as, as one of them actually admits in the documentary, he says they're going to keep coming. He knows that this yep. movement is only just starting and that there's more on their way. There's at least three that I'm aware of coming right now, this weekend, moving here to New Hampshire. And those are just the ones that I heard about. Every every year for the last five years, we've had record numbers of people moving. So, yeah. uh, you know, we've had record numbers of new or additional reps, right? State representatives. Additional yeah. state yeah. representatives getting elected. You know, it's it's not like we're just you know the, we're we're maintaining the status quo of we got ten reps every year. No, we're going from ten to eleven to twelve to thirteen to four. Well, we're up to like fifty or so of people who are free stayers who explicitly moved for the free state project, not including others who are libertarian who yeah. already lived here. They don't all yeah. they don't all vote the way that we might might want them to. They don't all That's put true. forward the most principled bills, but they're still they're playing the game uh, of and, the hundred for sure. And you'll start to see that shift. I think when there's you know. A hundred of them and 150 of them, right? Because as we start getting closer to 200, which would control the state house. We might end up having the opposite problem of people going with the status quo. Well, now they're going with the status quo and the status quo has changed to libertarian. That's a really good point. (laughs) We might be going too extreme. Well, there is is a lot of bandwagon. A bandwagon. Effect yes. yeah. in in life and in politics because you know most of the pe- half of the people that you meet exactly half are below average you know mm. and so how did they survive how did they get through the evolutionary gauntlet well they just found somebody who looked like they knew what they were doing and followed them yep um yeah and, get, no, that's and, true. and if they guessed right that this person did know what they're doing they probably survived and they didn't drink out of the puddle of antifreeze and they didn't mm-hmm. do eat the mushrooms that you're not supposed to eat and the other guys just followed around and said well he seems to be not dying so he's got it down <laughs> get ready for dirt roads guys what do you mean <laughs> if, we I go, hate roads. if we go if we go too far in the in, in the libertarian direction we won't have any roads Where because we're going, there won't be any funding for roads, roads. <laughs> so get ready for dirt roads guys yeah uh i don't even think they trotted that one out in the documentary at the the status yeah i don't think they even went there yeah. uh, went there they did suggest that there wouldn't be any parks anymore at one point oh, that's ridiculous yeah. <laughs> i mean if somebody wants to operate a park they want to operate and parks. they will because yeah. people love parks people like parks and they will donate to the parks for sure yeah. no doubt about it I mean, once they don't have to pay to blow up Iraq, which most people don't like. Right. Yeah. So we continue here. Sarah is on the line in New Mexico. Go ahead, Sarah. Um, have you guys ever heard that drinking soda pop could lead to baldness in men or something like that? I heard it on a KKOB and... Aren't you guys afraid of... <laughs> well, that explains like, a lot. That's not <laughs> possible. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody says as he raises his Mountain Dew jug To here my bald... I, can't, I don't know if I can I say bald-bedded head. You may be onto something. Now, Chris is drinking ma- uh, Monster. Does that count, Sarah? This oh, for sure. drink? <laughs> I, I, you know what? I'm, I'm thinking if they were just being silly, those guys, um, Strauss and all that, and the, or, or, or whether it uh, was like a medical, um, you know, like a, a scientific 
backup behind it. Ben Franklin used to drink a lot of soda. Sarah, Sarah, let me let me let me stop you for a second and just say it's 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 almost certainly hereditary. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, you know, my father had it, and he certainly was not a Mm -hmm. uh, you know, heavy soda drinker. So, um, and there's a history on both, actually, both my sides of my both. Families. And Your so, mom was bald too. No, not no, the women. Not with the couple. women, but <laughs> with, the, with the men. With the men, there were oh, okay. you know on both sides of the family a lot of baldness. So. Well, it's probably not the best thing that you can do for your health in general. But yeah, I think you're right, Chris. There's yeah. a lot of evidence that it just kind of runs in the family, right? When you compare it to nuclear war, though, soda's great. Good point. Sarah, thanks for the call tonight. Uh, the number here is 603-283-6160. You can join the show. You can bring up whatever is on your mind. Theweek.com has also been uh, paying attention to this Marjorie Taylor Greene and her opinions. Now, I haven't seen that in writing. Do they spell that W-E-A-K? They might as well. Okay. Uh, but we'll get, in, we'll get into their opinion here on the national divorce. Is it possible and what would happen? If the country were to divide itself, you can also call in and bring up whatever's on your mind. You can join the show here. This is Free Talk Live, and the number is 603-283-6160. That would be a great... It's Free Talk Live, and we have time for you join the show you can the number is 603-283-6160 that's 603-283-6160 uh we talked earlier about the free talk live amps program which stands for advertise market promote and support it's a way for you to get behind what we do here but some people don't really care for patreon understandably it's a you know yet another centralized credit card processing company they have their political viewpoints. Maybe they don't disagree. You know, maybe they don't agree with us. Maybe they'll cut us off at some point. They're so, not as bad as go fraud me. Nope, they're not. Um, you know, <laughs> we're okay there so far, but you know, our time might be limited. Who knows? We don't. You never know when they're going to cut you off. That's no. You know, it's no. something that just happens. And so, you have an alternative if you would like to support Free Talk Live. You can do it through Odyssey, which is our streaming plat, our primary streaming platform. You can go to our Odyssey channel at video.freetalklive.com and then just click the join button at the top of the channel there. And as long as you're logged in, and it'll help you log in if you aren't yet, uh, once you're logged in, you can just you know, pop your credit card info in and uh, boom, you're good to go on a monthly basis. You can do five bucks a month. You can do more than that uh, if you want to. And we already have a, a few people who've signed up on Odyssey. So again, if, you, uh, if you're not hmm. that interested in supporting Patreon, you can support Odyssey because they actually take a much smaller cut than uh, Patreon does on their platform over at Odyssey. And so we get even more of your donation hmm. In fact, we get the full amount of your donation because Odyssey's fee is actually added to it. So if you do five bucks a month, it'll actually come out to like five seventy something, five seventy six or something like that, because they add the credit card processing fee and the very small fee that goes to benefit Odyssey uh, to that. By the way, I did hear Odyssey announce that they are getting rid of advertising from their platform. Uh, they they tried really? it. Yep, they tried it, and I guess there was enough pushback to where uh, it just wasn't worth continuing. So Odyssey is is supposedly mm-hmm. I don't know how soon, but it sounded like soon uh, going to be scrapping the ads from their platform. Huh. They're saying please buy their premium subscription to support Odyssey. So obviously when you buy the when you buy the subscription for Free Talk Live at video.freetalklive.com, the bulk of that goes to to Free Talk Live, a little bit goes to Odyssey, but Odyssey has its own premium subscription service for I think like 3 bucks a month 
I think, to support their plat- their platform. And I don't know offhand what the perks are when you do that, but I'm sure you get some perks. Yeah, uh, I wonder, I, that, now so. I'm kind of curious. I wonder if there's content. Like, I wonder if they're if they're. I'm kind of curious now. Are they kind of trying to go sort of in the direction of like, I don't want to say premium television content, but I'm wondering if there's something. They some, don't have that kind of revenue. If you're that's that's what I'm figuring. Own, you're talking but, about creating their own programs? Eh, I don't think so. I don't know. No, I'm not necessarily. A completely different business I'm model. not necessarily saying that, but, you know, maybe curating contents or so. I don't know, something. Well, they I actually, think that's kind of what they do. They provide indexing. Yeah, they do. Right. More more than anything else. Not not Odyssey, but library, really. Odyssey uh, just uses the index. It looks like basically what you get for your three bucks a month on Odyssey is just, you know, you get a nice uh, badge on your user profile. You get access to uh, early access and exclusive access to features and that's about it. It's, I mean, it's just a, it's just a way to support it's the three dollars a yeah. month. I wouldn't expect yeah. much. Don't get me wrong. It's, it's just a way to support what they're doing there. And if you so, if you like Odyssey, the fact that they are basically hands off when it comes to the content uh, that is on their system, then uh, support them directly. But also, you can support them by supporting Free Talk Live. At you know, now I'm getting really tempted to cancel my eight dollars to Twitter. To Twitter and, and and you're paying tw- eight, Twitter eight dollars a month. Yeah, are you crazy? What for? Uh, how long have you known me that you would ask if I'm crazy? Of course I'm crazy. Well, okay, fair Good enough. God. I'm doing it too, but Chris. I'm doing, really? the, yeah, I'm doing the eight bucks. What, what's uh, the eight dollars for? You get the um, check mark. Oh my well, god! <laughs> you also you also get in theory promoted somewhat by more people see what you post. So Supposedly. that's what my interest. I don't is know in. if I buy it. I don't know if I buy that. I, I, well, the thing is, I do buy it in mm-hmm. that I pay the eight dollars, but <laughs> yeah, I haven't yeah. seen the difference. I haven't either. Um, I, I'm and doing so it I'm thinking of canceling that eight dollars yeah. and and sending it to uh, Odyssey. to Odyssey instead because. Yeah. They, they They're more you, to my taste. Yeah, they will give you uh, longer length of video uploads as okay. well. So normally they cut you at two minutes and 20 seconds, but you can have a longer, I don't know what the Bigger, max is. longer, and uncut. Yeah. Purportedly, they are going to show fewer advertisements. It's like if you're paying eight bucks a month, you should have zero advertisements. Well, even on, if you're uh, not on the site. paying, I guess you're going to have zero advertisements. No, no, no I'm talking about so. Twitter. I'm oh, talking about oh, on Twitter. Oh, Twitter. Uh, so uh, he was asking, what do you get for the eight right. bucks a month? And so they claim you get like 50% fewer ads. Basically, the reason I did it was because I've been very entertained with Twitter after Elon Musk <laughs> yeah. took over. And I think that, you I'm know, getting bored with it now. I'll, yeah. My, my yeah. feed has kind of turned into a right wing echo chamber uh, and that's, uh, that's no gross. fun either. Yeah, that's <laughs> gross. I also feel the same way as you know, buddy. I didn't feel like it was going to be a uh, you know, continuing thing forever. I, but, yeah. but I think that d- Elon Musk, you know, for, he's not a perfect person. He's probably not. A, he's not a libertarian. He doesn't describe himself as a libertarian. But man, that guy did some good stuff by letting those Twitter files out yeah. there. Yeah, and I felt and like, he's, at least he's not rigging elections with the damn thing. Not yet. Yeah. Uh, well, give him time. Yeah. Yeah. I, all I know is I have to say is I. I I, I'm, I might be embarrassed, but I have to say I, I'm sure we can dig up somebody's, so to speak, with me as well. With, with you? Oh, okay. Well, not but literal bodies, well, but... <laughs> we, some, some dirt? Like you rigged some elections? Nah, <laughs> you know, I may have used YouTube occasionally or oh, something like okay. that. Well, we forgive you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, let's talk to David in New Mexico. You're on Free Talk Live. Go Don't ahead, David. Don't you do a... A show on YouTube? No, no, no. it's completely oh. independent. It's completely, own we stream our own. Yeah, we have our own server set up. It restreams and everything. David, you're on the air. Yeah, n- <clears throat> national divorce, but because you're talking about uh, 
Twitter and whether the $8 gives you more views or not, you may or may not be aware that you can pay. There's a minimum fee you can pay. You can spend as much as you want to buy views from Twitter. Yeah, I'm not going to Yeah, well, $10 uh, for one day will give you a, a certain number of views if, if, if that might possibly give you more views than the $8. I'm generally know. against the idea of giving money to megatech corporations uh, for mm-hmm. advertising. We used to, we've used to we experimented over the years with Facebook and Google ads on Free Talk Live, and I just felt like it was throwing money down a, a rat hole. Uh, yeah, usually advertising and rats doesn't rude. Yeah. Doesn't uh my, my yeah. experience has also been advertising generally at best you're gonna break even with, um, except for the free advertising, in which case you get like tons of publicity and tons of you know revenue and it's it's so weird. Yeah, and imagine the slap in the face that after spending however many hundreds or thousands of dollars with these companies, they then ban your account. Right? Right? Mm. Yeah. So, it's like why would you want to support okay. them? Yeah. What else, they David? Are, they are rats. So it is a rat hole. Indeed. So national divorce, uh, first the part that you will mostly agree with and then the part that you'll mostly disagree with. Um, and, and this is repeating myself, but it's worth repeating. The government that we have right now is illegitimate, mm-hmm. uh, completely illegitimate to the point where they need to be removed, not by voting, but and if the, by, by, by the courts. And if the courts won't do it, the people need to uh, remove them. Uh, as directed by the founding documents of the country. And the reason the government is illegitimate and needs to be removed is because they are not following the founding documents, the highest law in the land. That's why Mm -hmm. they have to go. And uh, as we had this conversation before, the reason we got to here is because people that came before us didn't hold the government accountable, and we've gotten this far gone. And now, so, so that's the part you should mostly agree with. And here's the part that you should mostly disagree with, uh, based on my understanding of it's, your... Uh, it's nice of you to identify for us where you're wrong, but okay, go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> yeah, no problem. Um, the, the, uh, so I just laid out that, uh, the argument that if the highest law in the land that, that was established by formal means um, and has been accepted for 200 and some years and has some legitimacy behind it, uh, if enforced properly, it's my assessment that it gives me uh, about as much protection as I can expect from any place that I would live under any uh, org- uh, uh, organizing that, that is under. And if the United States were to be disassembled, um, I would then expect, mathematically, expect to have less of those theoretical protections that I believe that I now have that are temporarily being uh, obstructed. Doesn't by the state the government, government have? If a, you want more protection, you can have mine. I didn't like prison. Didn't. Do, right. uh, okay, right. but doesn't the state of New Mexico have a constitution? Well, they have, yeah, they have a constitution, but the, the state, in the case of the state of New Mexico, like many or most or all of the states is is the state of New Mexico itself does the same thing as the federal government does, is they basically ignore the rights of the people that sure. are enumerated. In yeah, there's no doubt that once once a state uh, is successful at seceding from the United States, they still have to deal with their state government, and as corrupt mm, and as right. awful as that would be. That said, though, uh, you know, at least here in New Hampshire, we know the, where the governor lives, and we can go to his house yeah. and have a protest we or have. whatever it is <laughs> and- they want to do. As right, a recovering constitution thumper, I used to be a, I used to be big on the constitution. Mm-hmm. It, it was it, it it was very important to me and and I've come to agree with Spooner when he says that 
whether the Constitution be one thing or another, it, what we know is this. The Constitution has either authorized such government as we have had, or it has been powerless to prevent it. Yep. And in either case, it is unfit to exist. Thank you, David, for the call tonight. I appreciate it. Uh, the New Hampshire Constitution is actually better, from what I can see, than the federal Constitution. Yeah, it didn't it, stop them from joining the union, did it? No, it certainly didn't, <laughs> and and it's, it hasn't stopped the New Hampshire government from being a little tyrants as well. But at least they are a smaller group of tyrants. They are well within reach, and we know who they are and where they live. And I'm not suggesting you know anybody do anything violent. I think that you know peace is the way. But we can bring seventy tax people. Collectors, birds. Again. We can bring seventy people out to or more to the governor's house and make his life very difficult. And that is what we did during the COVID uh, insanity here in New Hampshire. He he was so frustrated by it, he actually sent his family away, <laughs> scurrying away to some you know. I don't know, vacation yeah, He went too. He yep. did too. When yeah. danger reared its yep. ugly head, he bravely turned his tail and fled. <laughs> so new, new ran away. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and the fact is, New Hampshire's government is much smaller per you know, capita than you know, the federal government. The, the, the budget size of New Hampshire is very small by comparison. Sununu, Our governor is economy size, though. He's pretty, I mean, he's norm- a big guy. Normally, uh, <laughs> he only has one agent walking around with him. Now they brought a bunch more agents when they knew that people were coming to protest at his house. There were a lot. Were of, they agents? Could they dodge bullets and stuff? I doubt that. <laughs> okay. But a bunch more, fe- a bunch more uh, state police agents were uh, brought to quote unquote protect him from us. Mm. But there's a much much smaller government here to deal with, and that that's a much better situation. Yeah, we've uh, we've also been to the what was is it the attorney general not. I'm not using the. Yeah, we went to uh, his state, house once. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So at the state level it was too. Way so. out in the woods. We need an attorney general lives in the city. Yeah, I mean, his basically, wife did not like much it. easier. Oh to no! Harass. Oh no! Uh, but basically, the the point is that you know we know where they are. They're here. You know, we have access to them. Yeah. I mean, and you don't have that with the feds. Yeah, it's yeah. just not. Yeah, I mean, they're you know they're they're so secret. Mm-hmm. You know, at the at the federal level. Um, but not here in New Hampshire. So the week.com with their article, what exactly is a national Weak. divorce? And so this is their, uh, their, their piece about this. I wanted to share the basic premise is that conservative states should separate and form their own government. According to the daily Iowan, the Republican led states. I'm would pretty secede, sure all the, all, all the states already have government would uh, secede from the Democrat led states. And the U S would split into two countries, similar to what happened during the civil war. However, at least three. Quote, this isn't 1861 when the central point of contention, slavery, which arguably wasn't the central point of contention for uh, the Civil War, but regardless. I I would have to disagree based on having read the documents that South Carolina and and all of the other states uh, submitted when they seceded, but go ahead. Hmm. Yeah, I'd always uh, heard that it was more about uh, taxation and mm. uh, control than well, anything else. If slavery was, was one of those issues. If, if it was, they... They didn't really mention those things much in the uh, in the documents that that where you would think they would have made a big deal. Slavery or uh, no? They mentioned slavery a lot. Oh, they just didn't mention the tax stuff as much. Right. Oh, right. Okay. Interesting. So I used to believe that too, hmm. um, and and then having read the documents they filed, I was like, okay, I'm I'm projecting on onto them, but it's anyway. more more right. It was more. Uh, more right wing than it than uh, than they the South wants you well, to, to. The thing is, slavery was basically a continuation of feudalism. 
Mm. And they wanted to be lords. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. But at the same time, you had uh, Lincoln saying that he didn't really care about freeing no. the slaves. Yeah. And and you had Grant on the other or not Grant, Lee on the other side saying that he wish he, sla- he wish he owned every slave yeah. in America so he could set them free and prevent the yeah. war. Mm. Something something I think that's really important to to note here is that the the South, it may be the South wanted to keep their slaves, but the North also had slaves and they didn't free the slaves in the North when they freed the slaves in the South. So mm-hmm. <laughs> they didn't free the yeah. slaves in the South when they so, freed the slaves in know, the South either. The Emancipation well, Proclamation took effect only where it didn't. Well, that's why I say it wasn't really about slavery, yeah. from at least from the it's, North's perspective. It right. was about keeping the Union together. Yeah, it, well, it was about slavery. It was about keeping the Southerners as slaves. It's it's, a, it's misleading to say that the North was fighting to free the slaves. That's yeah. not what it was about, even if even if the, the South was fighting to keep their slaves. That's a good point. So uh, they say that the Civil War fell along a relatively clean, demarcated North-South divider. Uh, rather, there are some reddish states in the north, bluish states in the south, and vice versa, with purple states in between. So, quote, What about the gold states? And they're not going to talk about us. Uh, there's only one of those, and that's New Hampshire. Yeah. Uh, quote, Breezily suggesting that we separate by red states and blue states makes no real sense, according to the Washington Post. Makes a lot of sense if you don't want blood in the streets. Well, they're saying that oh, well, we can't do that because they're 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 not contiguous. They're disconnected from one another. So therefore, well, here's a brilliant happen. idea: if you're living somewhere where all your neighbors hate you and want to kill you, go someplace else. So, if the whole world feels that way about you, I can't help you. You're on your own. How would it affect <laughs> the country? They ask. Well, one of the most pressing issues, according to the Week, would likely be America's national debt. As Congress is currently gridlocked. I didn't incur any debt. mm -hmm, In a battle to raise the debt ceiling before a looming deadline, does the debt, quote, just get defaulted on, asked the Fayette Tribune? Or does it get split up? And if so, how? Now, this is a good question, and it's a question a lot of people are going to ask. This is a slavery-backed debt. They're saying that they're going to enslave 320 million people Mm -hmm. to pay this debt they didn't agree to, they didn't contract to, and they didn't get any of the stuff. It's invalid. I, I have a solution to the whole uh, who who takes on the the federal debt. Mm-hmm. I think we should I think we should cut up the congressman who signed the signed the paperwork and sell him for parts on the black market. <laughs> There's a lot of money in organs. So the continental United States can separate from there's there's this little part that Canada wants of the United States. There we is. should give it to Canada. We'll separate from that part of the United States and Canada can have what remains, which is the United States, and they can inherit the debt. I don't think Canada wants that debt. <laughs> well, we'll see how badly they want that little territory. <laughs> Not that badly. The, eh? What is that? The Upper Peninsula? What's the territory? I don't even know. It's like out in Washington somewhere. There's like a, a, a mm-hmm. part of it. It's like, yeah, it's like a peninsula and it gets cut off. Okay. Like the line cuts it off. So it's like there's this little American territory that you can only get through Canada. Huh. There's a couple places like this, actually. In the yeah. Uh, I thought you were talking about, like, but, Michigan, uh, where there's the... the you, isn't the Upper Peninsula basically right next to... Isn't that... Yeah, there's, there's a place there, to too, but I, isn't yeah. it the other way around? I where mean, except, Ameri- except the part that's next to, you know, Ohio and, and Illinois, there's, and that's worse. In Canada, there's U.S. territory there where you have to go through Canada to get to mm. the U.S. territory. In, in this case... Oh, no, I guess in this case, it's American territory. You also have to go through Canada. So I guess it's, there's two examples of it. Mm. Well, anyway, uh, so the question is, does the debt just get defaulted on? Well, it's not my problem. And according to uh, Matt Quartrup, who is a professor at a university in 
uh, Scotland, who is uh, the world's, according to the Texas Nationalist Movement, they cite this guy as like the world's expert on independence movements. He says that international law makes it clear that any state or whatever that breaks away from the larger nation is not liable for the country's the former country's debt Hmm, interesting he said they actually did try to change the international law at some point to make it so that that state would be liable and that didn't go through interesting so that's yes it's on it's on the books apparently now i can't cite the the title in the verse of of where that is but uh, at some point, you know, we might be able to get this guy on the show. Uh, I think there's a history that. of this, well, I don't too. Re- I don't recall the Americans being saddled with any British debt. Good point. Yep. Yeah, I, I think there's another of course, uh, aspect. You know, we'd of- already made it clear that we were going to shoot them if they kept annoying us, <laughs> so I don't blame them. Well, and it's also not in the Constitution, right? Like, the Constitution doesn't say, the Constitution doesn't address secession, which means it is left to the states to decide. Uh-huh. So if a state wants to leave and say, we're going to take on some of your debt, then they can do that. And if a state wants to leave and say, screw your debt, then they can do that, too. It's up to them. Mm-hmm. That's the way it should be. Uh, so going on here, it says, another question is what would happen to military assets? There's only one U.S. armed forces, so how would the country divvy up these resources? Well, they've got guns. They can decide for themselves how to be divvied up. Does New Mexico suddenly become the world's second largest nuclear power because so many U.S. nuclear weapons happen to be stored at Kirtland Air Force Base, the Tribune asks, musing that perhaps each state would get a few warheads along with a proportional distribution of aircraft, helicopters, tanks, etc.? Thanks, but no tanks. Well, it does ask a good question. There is all these military assets out Mm. there. They're not just going to be dismantled easily, and likely the war hawks aren't going to want to dismantle them. So what happens to those in the idea of the the national divorce? You know, there's there's examples to look at. The Soviet Union broke up. I mean, it's, you know, countries can give up their nuclear weapons and... Some of the larger countries, well, Russia took actually Russia ended up taking the nuclear weapons out of places like the Ukraine in return for not going to war with them, mm-hmm. and we've seen how that worked out. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but what about uh, like Belarus and uh, Estonia? Yeah, they said they wouldn't go to war with them too. But but did they end up like getting any tanks? Did they end up getting any you know uh, missiles or whatever? Was there a, like a divvying of that that went on? How did that end Bel- up? Happening? I know that the the Taliban got like eighty one billion dollars worth yeah. of tanks when they seceded from the United States. I, so, so here's here's what I do know with the, like with Ukraine. Ukraine when the Soviet Union broke up, Ukraine got to keep uh, their their most of their weapons. It's it's okay. like they the Russians. Well, they the couldn't find anybody with the balls to go and try and take. The Russians got there was there's a there's a port in Crane where the Russian Navy had its was it it's 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 um, aircraft carrier. They have one aircraft carrier in the Soviet Union Hmm. and the Russia basically they sailed that aircraft carrier out of Ukraine um, because I guess it was mostly manned by, I think, Russians. And mm. so they sailed it to Russia, but they don't have the infrastructure in Russia for it. Mm-hmm. So it's just mostly been sitting there and decaying wow. you know, over the last you know 30 years. 30 years. Yeah. Uh, so then there's the question. I of- think we should let more of our military hardware sit and decay. I think that's a great end for it if we can't you know, that would be recycle great. it into something useful. 
Yeah, but this is going to be something people are going to be debating about. And I'm glad people are talking about it. These are the issues yeah. that people need to be addressed. And this article from The Week does cite different newspapers talking about this issue. So that's a good thing. Yeah. Uh, they say there's then the question Sarah of Silverman travel. Sarah Silverman has talked about yep. it. Uh, a lot of left-wing comedians were talking about succession, secession back in the day. And one thing I've learned over time is what the comedians were saying 10 years ago is what people believe now. <laughs> There's the question of travel. This is also a big one that comes up between the U.S. and the secessionist country. The Shenzhen area in Europe serves as an example of how this could play out. Cited as the world's largest visa-free zone, the European Commission describes the Shenzhen area as a zone that, quote, guarantees free movement to more than 400 million EU citizens, along with non-EU nationals living in the EU or visiting the EU as tourists. Sounds like my kind of place. This essentially allows travel between the EU nations without border stoppages. Uh, Will a New York to L.A. flight with a layover in Denver turn into the customs nightmare equivalent of traveling from Moscow to Buenos Aires via Mozambique? The Tribune wonders the answer would be determined by the willingness of the two countries to even acknowledge one another. And I think I think most people will want more travel freedom. I think that's uh, since it's such a big question yeah. with people yeah. that indicates there's a desire for that. And and that's that's the thing. I'm, I'm not judging anybody. You know, it, a lot of people want the government to make the decisions for them. And I think they should be free to do that. It's but, just they've shown they can't do it without having those decisions forced on me. So I prefer they didn't do it around me. I have to say, <laughs> I have a proposal for New Hampshire independence in this regard. I say we let anybody come or go as they please. And if another country wants to set up a border, let them set up the border. Yeah, let them pay for it. We cheap. are out of time for tonight. Uh, there's one more question here that I definitely want to talk about. Maybe we'll uh, discuss that at a later date because it's a big one. Is national divorce even legal? We'll Who get cares? into their opinion about that at another time. We'll see you tomorrow online in the meantime. Freetalklive.com. Some of you have wanted to support Free Talk Live's mission on a monthly basis, but don't want to support Patreon. Now we have an alternative that also helps our premier streaming platform, Odyssey. Visit video.freetalklive.com and click join at the top of the channel. You can subscribe for $5 per month, and unlike other subscription services, Odyssey adds their processing fee on top, so it'll cost a little over $5 per month, but Free Talk Live will receive the entire amount you pledged. Higher donation tiers are available if you're feeling so inspired. You'll get a special membership badge that's visible in the Odyssey chat room, and if we get enough supporters, we may enable members-only chat. This new subscription method is a great way to decentralize our direct listener support away from just Patreon and also support a libertarian-run business, Odyssey. Please visit video.freetalklive.com and click join to subscribe to our Odyssey channel and help support spreading our message around the planet. Visit video.freetalklive.com and click join today.